recorded live. I do not consent. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Lauren's podcast. Today is Sunday, July 22nd, 2018. It's a few minutes after 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you've called in, you've noticed that you've been muted on the phone. Whenever I'm in interview or personal commentary mode, I always mute callers. The chat room does remain open, however. You're more than welcome to chat among yourselves. All comments and opinions of my callers, they don't necessarily reflect my own. However, um, with any communication setting and forum, there's much to gain and learn from one another, and I do believe that's how we grow. Um, we're going to go ahead without further ado and begin tonight's recording. We do have scheduled speaker, and we will begin. So, as they say in show business, let's go ahead and get this show on the road. Good evening, and welcome to Lauren's Podcast. Sunday, July 22nd, 2018. Sex trafficking, trafficking in itself, for fancy words, for slavery. Tonight, hear this woman, candid investigation of the underbelly world of trafficking as it plays and preys on the targeted individual community. New Jack, targeted individual. Give a warm welcome to tonight's speaker, Lisa. I will be your moderator tonight. My name is Lauren. Good evening. Good evening, Lisa, and welcome. Good evening. Thank you for uh, having me, Lauren. I appreciate it. Thank you for uh, giving me a venue to be able to uh, speak about what it is that I've endured and continue to endure in the city of Chicago, or in the Chicago area, that is. Yes, that's uh, where it's centering on. We all are acquainted uh, the location of Chicago, Midwest, and I do believe it's one of the, uh, a mecca, urban, large urban city. Uh, have you lived in the Chicago area for a long time, Lisa? Yes, I was born and raised <clears throat> in a northwest suburb uh, called uh-huh. Rolling Meadows, and I lived in Chicago um, except for about uh, 13 years of my life where I resided in Alabama. Oh, well, I'm not sure. That must have been a culture shock, isn't it, to move from a big mecca city as Chicago to Alabama? Yes, yes, it was, it was. But it was very different, you know. Yes. And I'm sure. What was your opinion before your targeting began of Chicago? Were you fond of living there, the city, the area? Yes. Um, the um, Yes, I, 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 I um, you know, the cultural diversity that exists, the opportunities for art and um, both the learning and displaying of art um, was something I greatly enjoyed and looked forward to continuing um, because I, there's certain hobbies that I have that um, I developed in the city of Evanston. Um, and, of course, you know, the the different particulars regarding the politics and and uh, perhaps even law enforcement just kind of remain distant as as a citizen, as a person who wasn't uh, targeted or or a, or a non-investigative subject, which is what the FBI designates us. Our, we are designated as NIS, which is 
which means non-investigative subject. Um, before I was a target or an NIS, um, you know, things such as, uh, you know, stories about law enforcement, stories about law enforcement perhaps acting um, outside of a judicial manner, you know, just kind of seemed like folklore or seemed far away and nothing I would ever, ever see up close or experience. So, um, you know, I always felt safe, you know, um, and uh, Chicago was an exciting place to be. Yes. Yes, it is. I have fond memories. I have uh, relatives that actually migrated from Alabama um, on the onset after uh, World War II and went directly to Chicago. You know, there was a lot of factories and mills. You could uh, get a good wage, you get a good job, opportunities. It was a big city. Um, very diversity, the food, everything, Very the, the theater, it's top-notched. Um, and it felt very metropolitan, quite, pra- pra- you know, kind of cosmopolitan in my opinion. I found it more urban and, and uh, than Los Angeles, quite frankly. You know what I mean? The, the, they had a lot to offer and still do. Now, Lisa, I know I interviewed you uh, several months back, but I want to make sure I get an understanding when – you were tapped on the shoulder that you're targeted. Were you at that time in Alabama or Chicago? Chicago. I was in a very uh, well-to-do a very well-to-do I'm sorry, the word a very well-to-do suburb uh, of, okay. Deer, of Deerfield, which would be right next to Northbrook, and I had just moved into a very um, luxurious gated community, which was six minutes door to door from my office where I was a manager at a pensioned um, facility, and uh, that is where I was indeed tapped on the shoulder, um, uh, literally um, tapped, um, actually, that's kind of a fun way to put it, um, as um, in the uh, month of October 2015, yes, so October I was in Deerfield. Yes, so then October 20th. Mm-hmm. Oh, you remember the date, October 20th, 2015, and that was the anniversary, we all know, because we're practically in August, just a few months from now will be October 18th, so about three years you've been, that you're aware you've been targeted. That's a good way to put it. Yes, yes, and I knew because of the anomalies that I had experienced for about a year prior to October 2015, uh, and because of, I don't know, Googling things that kind of started to come into my awareness as being things that were occurring to me, I always ran across the term gang stalking, which, of course, I had never heard of. Uh, and And then when it did when when I was indeed uh, tapped on the shoulder, as you say, I knew exactly what was happening. I knew not to call police because I knew what would happen if I did. And I just sat in and it endured it. I just sat and endured because I knew exactly what was going on because I had read enough about it. But never in my wildest dreams thought it was me that I was reading about. Oh. I, I, I can understand that, and I do understand your experience with uh, local law enforcement. They're very dismissive uh, uh, occasion. They've had smirks on their face. Oh, my God. Oh, I my got, God. <laughs> and I got, the, I got the message quite 
uh, clearly, while well, my sister and I lived in Los Angeles, that not only was the not only was law enforcement complicit, I believe they were in collusion with it. They knew exactly yes. what we were talking about. Yes, you know, yes. you know. Yes, so I understand yes. that. Now we get on into the topic that we're going to go into this evening. It's one thing to be awakened, tapped on the shoulder, to know and realize you're being a targeted individual. Organized stalking slash gang stalking, sabotage at work, at home, um, isolation from close friends, confidence, close family members. But how did you discover, Lisa, this is another component of this program, the distinction uh, from being a targeted individual to now realizing you're a trafficked victim. Okay, <clears throat> that's interesting. Um, <clears throat> my, um, my, okay, early on when I started to live alone, um, uh, I became aware that my residents, my secured residents, a secured residence where every American citizen has the rational expectation that when they lock their door at night, that they are safe, okay? When I became aware that my secured residence was being entered, um, and then it came into my awareness that perhaps Things were happening to me, and of course I had no memory of it. We, when we we know as you know in the targeted community that there's various means by which to make sure you have no memory. It could be the um, scalp polamine or however you say that. It could be the frequencies that they utilize. There's different ways to make sure that the memory is erased or that you have no memory of what's occurring. But um, it's when I started to. Um, have um, severe bruising on my inner thighs, and when I um, that, and when I would then change locations and live somewhere else, and after um, a short period of time, you know the residents, of course, it's the theft, and I've always complained, the you know very <laughs> the theft that I endure and the, and the vandalism I endure is outside of anything that would be a normal gang stalking protocol. If, and that's even, I hate to even use that terminology because there's nothing normal about uh, gang stalking or organized stalking. But when I realized that gaining entrance to, the, to, to my secured residence where any rational citizen of this country would expect to be safe, um, when I started to realize that things were happening maybe of, in, of a sexual nature or of um of an experimental nature for example um in maybe um i found little <clears throat> like it would be like a filament inside of a bruise it looked like a thread or um a little piece of metal embedded inside of some type of a bruise you know again you know we know we we hear about chipping or different type of I don't know, things that may emit uh, some type of signal that can be placed under the skin. And I would um, I would include that in trafficking. Trafficking is not just, to me, sexual. Trafficking of a human being would be, would be the, the unconsensual use and disbursement of anything that belongs to a 
free citizen of a country <laughs> or, or, or any of their property. That, to me, would be the trafficking of a person. And, indeed, my things are stolen constantly, and I believe that they are sold. And that way I believe I'm trafficked. But um, the physical tra- trafficking, of course, is way more scarier it's, it's, and, um, to, um, to sit and think that your, your residence is being accessed. And even when I lived with people and blockade and put stuff in front of a door, I would wake up with bruises between my legs in my inner thighs, um, and uh, sometimes waking up very disoriented, um, and it's scary. It's scary, and uh, I hope I'm answering your question, Lauren. Oh, no, I, I am listening. I just want to um, ask you, do you, did you have a strong suspicion that you were sexually violated? Um, I have felt that way. Um, I have known for a fact, I mean, really, really knew it would have been at least two or three times that I had matter in my hair, my clothing looked as though it had, I had been, dr- dr- you know, pushed around. It, they, my clothing was filthy. The bottom of my feet were dirty. My nails were full of dirt. And that happened yeah. in Jan- January of 2016 uh, when I left a hotel that had a large military presence and I was experiencing uh, electronic, oh, I would say, um, I was experiencing a directed energy, uh, uh, I would say, um, uh, feeling. And so I left and then I ended up losing all, I had no memory for about seven hours of anything occurring, and I was in my car, and my dog was shoved underneath the headboard head first, on the dashboard head first, and it was very, you know, you know, frightening. Um, that that time, and then recently, actually, and I actually went to a emergency room and did a a, um, a rape kit and all that, and that's when I lost about seven hours of time, and this would be within the last two weeks. Well, I remember driving in Illinois, and then I then all of a sudden I woke up and I was in South Indiana, and that was about two weeks ago. Um, I want to ask that question, um, Lisa, because I went with my sister to uh, emergency for hospital for rape kit analysis, in which a lot of times the hospital must call an advocate to come in and sort of coordinate the entire examination. Did you feel that that was compromised? Did you feel it was handled professional? Um. I felt that it was, I did not understand why they went through my automobile, that I could hear, I could hear them discussing what was inside my car, and I didn't know why they had to go inside my vehicle, and I asked, are you searching my car for something? I mean, I'm here, I am here telling you that I, that I know for a fact that I, uh, you know, something occurred to me, and yet I'm hearing you discussing the particulars that I know I have in my in my automobile. May I ask why you are doing? Oh, we we no, we're not, we're not. And I knew that they were. Um, so I guess the actual examination, you know, where they did the they did it two of them vaginally, one anally. This is gross to talk about. I'm sorry. 
And then, of course, they photographed my whole body and took my clothing. The young girl who did that and the person who, she was just by herself. I didn't have anybody else. So I felt like that was okay. But a lot of the conversation I heard and was hearing was very um, dismissive, you know, um, oh, she's just looking for a place to sleep. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, no. Oh, yes, okay. yes. Wow. Yes, I heard somebody wow. say, she's just looking for a, um, for a place to sleep. I didn't even go to sleep. I got there at, um, I got, I arrived there at like 4, 4 a.m. and then left at like 7 a.m. And I didn't even fall asleep. So it was very dismissive. And um, I, 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 gosh, I, I um, again, this was in Indiana. This was in a hospital in South Bend, Indiana. <clears throat> um, and again, they did go through my car. Uh, they went through all my belongings. They went through my particulars. I had stuff that I, <laughs> that apparently people want. Um, you know, that I've tried to salvage as I moved from residence to residence because I, uh, you know. I don't know how to say this. A lot of my stalking has to do with um, people stealing and then maybe giving something back, but mostly stealing and stealing or cutting into things and um, destroying items I have. It's, it, it's quite a, a, an experience, but the hospital experience was, um, was odd. It was, uh, I can't put my finger on it. It was not what I, the police did come. The police took a report. Um, interestingly enough, they were able to, to, to see where I was in the last 48 hours. They were able to say she was here, then she was there, she was there, and she was laying down there, and she was sitting up here, and, and they were viewing something. I did not under, well, I do know what it was. I have that, I don't want to, I don't know if I want to talk about it or not, but it, I, at one point, at one point, I had a uh, I was stopped by the police for speeding, and I had someone ask. Uh, I heard someone say, "Did you do a well beast check?" And the woman came to the front of my car with a contraption. And this was in when I was in Garden Prairie, staying with a couple from Wisconsin who were awful. They were full blown organized. They, they were fully participating in the organized stalking. The Burtons. I'll say their name. I don't care. They signed that they are the Burtons, and they're a young couple in their mid-30s, and they live in Garden Prairie, and um, and they were involved in, uh, definitely involved in the organized stalking, um, and uh, I was, I heard the police when I was, got it, you know, I was stopped for speeding, uh, did you do a well-beast check, and I thought, do they think I have a dog in this car, or are they calling me a beast because they think I'm a, I'm a indigent prostitute? I mean, what does that mean? What's that? And I, it, well, it is an acronym, and I actually found it after digging and digging and digging. It is when the uh, when the federal, <laughs> and this I have to laugh about because they then know what the hell I'm doing right now. Maybe, maybe not, but it is a contraption. It's an acronym for a contraption that c- could be attached to your car to to monitor your automobile. That is what I found on the internet after searching and searching and searching. It's an acronym for something. 
And, that, and I don't know if it's true or not, but I do know when I was in the emergency room two weeks ago, they were able to eat, to say where I was, on what highway I was, at what time in the last 48 to 72 hours. I heard them say she's sitting up, see she's sleeping here. I, what do you think she's looking at there? I mean, I could hear them discussing this, the police on some type of, I don't know, outside of my view, but maybe somebody else can talk about what the beast is, I don't know, but I think it's a contraption that that could be attached to your automobile. <clears throat> okay. It's like a, a sort of a GPS that uh, monitors location and mileage and everything else, where the vehicle has been? I think, yes. I, I, ha I have a weird feeling it might be more than that. I think okay. that they can actually um, maybe pick up audio. And to that, I say go to hell. Because if you're able to do that, then you know who the hell's coming into my car and stealing stuff. Then you know what's going on. So I don't give a. I I, I have no regard. I, I should shut up. I should be quiet. Um, well, they, uh, the, that's also a part in conjunction with trafficking. They still keep a lot of the um, operated operated motive, no, mo with our targeting. And if it triggers you to have items and stuff stolen, a lot of us have had vandalism things yes. stolen. And uh, if it tends to bother some targets more than others, they will keep the behavior up. So that and damaged clothes, and sometimes swap them out. They'll take a black blouse that you have that's very lovely and swap it back out for a much more cheaper blouse or something or damaged. And, and they uh, have. They've switched out luggage. I had I had uh, uh, a top of the line luggage. They um, Swiss uh, Swiss Wagner Invicta Wagner luggage, and they they switched it out for inferior. Yes, they do. They do that. Yes, Whoops, they yep. do that. And also, everyone, just to know, we're not sidetracking that much, but a lot of times they will also leave stains and like oil or food on your clothes so they know uh, as targets will discard them. They hope to, when they sabotage our job and damage our clo nicer clothing, that we'll start dressing poor. And it also helps the slander that we are either schizophrenic, because crazy people usually aren't up on their appearance and by top-of-the-line culture clothes and stuff. It's, again, to help the slander that we're crazy and, and it makes our appearance look very unsheveled and poor. So that's yeah. also what they, they're trying to do with other things. Now, um, with this type of, we're going back again to this networking cabal in Chicago. Senator, oh. <laughs> when, did you discover, when did you discover that Chicago had such a uh, smooth running sinister machine going on? Okay. Okay, I am, um, my approach, um, I, I hope this makes sense, and I, you're asking me a great question, and I, I haven't thought through this in, incredibly well, so I, I'm, I'm going to, I hope, I hope my answer makes sense. When I, uh, when I discovered, when I knew without a doubt that I was targeted, my former place of employment, Techni Towers Conference and Retreat Center in Techni, Illinois, okay, would be involved. Um, and Techni, Illinois is a place nobody's ever heard of because <laughs> I couldn't even find it on GPS or on MapQuest when I went there for an interview. It wasn't even showing up. 
Wow. Uh, that's all right. Yes, yes. And people would try to find the place when they were coming and couldn't find it. And I always thought, well, I don't know why you can't. I do believe that it, it is uh, in ways that I don't even understand part of uh, the intelligence community or part of a government, part of you know, government. And the IP admin was a former employee of the Pentagon. His name is Ron Muscolino, and I don't give a care. Come after me, Ron. <laughs> Come after me, <laughs> because you are the one who, uh, I, just, I don't even care that to me. It's funny. His name is Ron Muscolino. Um, he's a former employee of the Pentagon, and he is um, uh, indeed, I believe, still employed there. And at any rate, when I knew I was targeted, you try to outrun it. Because scary things are happening to you, you are being you are experiencing technology that you don't fully understand, and I'm not talking about just a computer being hacked or a cell phone being compromised. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you know directed energy um, apparatus and 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 more and more than that. Um, you're experiencing people coming around you in ways that you don't that you can't make sense of. You any secured location that you keep your, or at least me, that I slept or kept my items were, was compromised, was entered. So you try to outrun it. Um, I went to Alabama, and it followed me. It, it followed me. I stayed with a woman that I, um, I, I stayed with a woman that I had gone to church with for years, and um, they entered. They entered, or her place was compromised. I experienced a lot of theft there. I do not believe it was her that did it, but they were just able to access her residence, and, and a lot of my belongings were stolen there. I then returned to the Chicago area, and um, I've changed residences about, let me see, one, two, three, uh, four, five, six, seven, eight times. Eight to eight times I've changed residences. I've moved. Eight times um, and since returning to Chicago from Alabama. When did you return back to the Chicago area? Uh, it would have been January 2016. January 2016. So beginning of 16 until right now, we're in July 18, you have moved eight times to live. Yes. To try to find... Um, Try to find safety. Is that what? Yeah, I guess uh, somewhere that would, you know, it's it's your, it's the thing that makes a human being human. You have hope. You hope it's going to stop someday, yes, and it course. doesn't. It it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. But what I noticed in my movement and my moving around was that the pro the, the protocol seemed seamless. It, it didn't matter what suburb I was in, it didn't matter how close to a police station I lived. I lived four houses away from a police station. And that's the whole, that's the residence that I experienced the most theft. They left with furniture that I had brought in there. They left with lamps and small pieces of furniture. And this was four houses away from a police, a police station. And, of course, when you went to the local PD, uh, they didn't take a police report of the um, theft. That's one advantage. They, of the they asked burn. me, why do, you, why do you want this? What, is your, what, what do you think you're going to accomplish by having this police report? Uh, okay. Isn't that lovely? Uh, you, 
That is lovely because you just wanted no, noted officially noted that uh-huh. you came back to you came back to your where you dwell and you notice your items are missing. That's why you want exactly. the police report. And see, here's the sad part about it. I was detained, um, and this uh, uh, drop, charges were dropped um, uh, mm-hmm. because um, I was detained for seven hours at a, at a police department um, about 30 minutes away, and that's when six police six policemen had come to that residence because of of a Twitter account that I had that was compromised, and there it took six policemen. One with a gun drawn uh, to to approach that home, which was four houses away from a police department, and I'm five foot one, 160 pounds, or 170. You know, I'm a little chubby, little Sicilian Greek person. And uh, don't you know when I drove away, um, I turned around. The cops were all laughing in the front. I, I assume they were police high five in the neighbor, and I get back and I have a ton of stuff missing from my room. Well, what am I going to do? I'm scared to death. I, I've just—I've never been in custody of, of police, and then I come back and my things are stolen. I mean, so put two and two together there. And yes, and I was asked, "What do you what do you hope to accomplish?" And then, of course, the the, the question always is, uh, is: "There's no sign of breaking and entering, ma'am." So there's really—we can't say that a crime but has been committed. I hear that all the time because because. Um. It, Yes. Did you ever, when they when they give those reasons, uh, Lisa? Did you ever walk away from any police station with an actual police report, or were you always stalled and uh, again uh, given these you know ridiculous lines from law enforcement? I actually have all of my police reports from Alabama. Um, okay. When I when Good. I lived in Alabama, I called the police ten times. I only have eight reports from there. And my possessions left in waves, which means about every two weeks, because I was a manager at a restaurant when I was living there in um, November 2016 to April 2017, about every two weeks I would have my possessions leave that apartment. So it was, it was, they were coming back here. My stuff was coming back, I believe, was coming back here. It was happening every about every two weeks. My things were leaving in waves to the to the point to where I just quit work. I said I'm I'm losing more than I'm making. I mean I'm I'm losing all my possessions because I'm at work. You know, and well, I it, did get it is, and they do that also. Everyone too, not only the damage but the step again to constantly separate us from our wealth, whatever we've attained, assets. It's thievery, it's asset stripping as well. Now, are you yes. uh, in the Chicago area? Are they more a cooperative law enforcement no. by taking your no. police? No, they're not. No. They're not. No, very dismissive. Um, very um, uh, uh, no, it's very intimidating, and that is the re- Chicago. Okay, I, 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 I'm now realizing I didn't answer your question. You asked how. Um, how do I feel like it's so coordinated in the Chicago area? When, when, because I lived in eight, well, I would say seven different places or six different places in the Chicago area, I believe six different places, every single address I lived at, and it, most of them have been sharing a, a room in somebody's you know, home, renting a room okay. Okay. In, in a home. Um, it would be the same, it would be pretty much the same protocol. 
um, it, it would take about, uh, you know, pretty much within 24 to 48 hours, it was clear to me that my room was being accessed. Um, uh, I, I then would notice things missing or things vandalized. They love to scrape into anything that's wooden. So if I had a wooden frame, they would nick it and then nick it again and then nick it again and then swipe more of the wood off it. They'd shave the wood off. Okay? Very bizarre, very strange. But I would notice, I would notice. Um, there's certain, uh, how can I say this? Um, when I would ever try to call the police to maybe begin to report something, right away it, I would be met with um, it, the, the tone change would change and it would be very, uh, you know, dismissive. I, um, I've reported, um, of course, the, the incredible theft that I incurred in Garden Prairie. They even resized trunks. I had two steamer trunks from the 1980s, and um, I had six trunks, and they made them all the same size, the same size as the two smallest trunks I had, and they stole everything. And so I tried to call the police about that, and they were very dismissive. Ma'am, do you have proof? Do you have photographs? Do you have, I mean, it's not even like I'm a citizen that's reporting something. I ha it's like I'm on trial, and I, can't, I don't even have a chance to report a crime. I'm, I'm immediately on trial. You know, I'm immediately questioned, you know, so that like, every answer will be no, and therefore a report can't even be taken. I've experienced that in many of our paths. It's just this, well, it was bad enough that we're targeted, we're victimized by this program, and then when we reach out, prime example, law enforcement, they re-victimize us with the chuckles and, you know, the dismissiveness. And do they sort of treat us, do, they, do you feel sometimes, Lisa, they treat you as if you're an unstable woman of some sort? Um, no. No. No, because I'm always very careful. When I come in contact with police or if I'm going to a police station and I'm peering you know, in front of a police, or if I know I've called them, I I am very, you know, I I I try I try my best to not be to not give that give that give the impression so that that would would happen. Um, I I don't know how to answer this. Of course, they know. I, I believe that the police know who the NISs are, who the non-investigative subjects are, and especially in the Chicago area because, you know, Cook County is so notorious. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how to answer. So, so the answer would be no, I've never been treated like I was unstable, except for when, except for who, except for when I brought up the fact that a lot can be picked in 45 seconds. The, the cop then kind of looked at me and, you know, said, why would you even say something like that? Where do you get this information from? You know, that kind of thing. When I had called the police and 
and, and reported that a trunk had been just totally pried. The metal around it had been pried to gain access to its, to its, uh, to the, to the contents. And, and so the cop then, the policeman, the, the officer of the law, you know, did treat me in a dismissive way and didn't even bother taking a report. You know, he said since the room, there was no sign of breaking and entering, then whatever happened to the trunk is of no consequence. It didn't matter that all the, all the metal around the edge of the trunk was pried off and the studs were pried off because the room didn't have a sign of breaking entry, then no crime was committed. Uh, you can't win. And in Chicago, unfortunately, I think, uh, uh, you know, unfortunately, they, um, there, there is in place the, the corruption, you know, that we all read about in the paper uh, just kind of solidifies the, 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 the full cooperation. They, they, they have to know. They have to know gang stalking exists and organized stalking exists. They have, they have to. Um, and I know I'm not answering your question, Lauren. I, no, I apologize. No, you're fine. No, you're fine. I wanted to ask you, what makes Chicago, uh, of all the cities in our country, so special with their machine, would you say? Is it because of Chicago's history? I would say, I would say this. I would say that there's many arms of organized crime that are very that exist in Chicago and are well recorded. We have, of course, the um, the um, and I will say that I do not believe that the um, the um, gangs, so to speak, like from the south side of Chicago, they don't they don't I don't think that they participate in organized stalking or gang stalking. They have their own system of whatever crime that they may commit. But I'm talking about like different Hispanic um, like M, whatever that is, MS-13 from, from El Salvador. But there's also the Chinese um, syndicate, which I had the very special opportunity of, um, of experiencing. I stayed at a Chinese couple's um, home um, in Hanover Park. And um, I uh, had the opportunity of experiencing, I believe that they were 14K, which is an arm of the triad. And I heard the man speaking on the phone, um, and he told the man who I was renting the room from to please bring the phone close to her room so she can hear me. And he said, we want our money. And I didn't even know what that meant. I just was listening. And he said, I have, I have your dossier. And then he mentioned the name of the woman who is one of the authors or architects of the entire organized stalking um, uh, effort that I've experienced uh, from Techie Tower. She used to be my supervisor. He mentioned her name, and then he began speaking in Chinese to uh, the person I was renting from. Um, and I believe that they were part of, a Chinese organized crime ring. Um, the Chinese, the woman's mother used to talk about snakes all the time. She would she would say the word snake, snake. And I got onto a Wikipedia thing, and snake is a word that they use for, I don't know, some type of movement of, or some ty- type of human trafficking. But she would use the word snake all the time. She knew no no English. They were both they were all. They were from the mainland, mainland China. The couple was, and as was her parents. 
Um, um, I wanted to ask so, you a question. Go back a little bit further with this. Number one, the Chinese uh, cabal and mof- network mafia. You said something uh, a few minutes ago, Lisa, that you said they are a part of. Are they a part of like a, a an ancient dynasty or something like that? Or what are no. they? No. Okay. No, it is. It is a. It's. It's the name of the, the. There's a just like the Italian mafia. There is a very, very powerful Chinese mafia that exists that I never knew about. I've heard of the Japanese yakuza, which of course runs Japan. I used to live in Japan, um, uh, but uh, the, there is uh, the main arm of the Chinese mafia is called the Triads, and the Triads is very active in the Chicago area. And when I first was um, gang-stalked, um, I came across the letters and numbers 14K, 14K, 14K constantly. And 14K happens to be a subdivision of the triads in the Chicago area, the Chinese mafia. Um, and I don't know what, but uh, at any rate, they, I believe, um, are involved, of course, in organized stalking and the bidding of of how to stalk or what to stalk on the dark net. You know, I believe on the dark web we all exist and have a presence, and I believe that everything is bid upon. You know, who do you want access to her assets? Do you want access to her identity? Do you want, you know, I think all we're farmed out, and in that way trafficked as well. Um, but Chicago has all of these, you know, crime syndicates, Chicago has, a, I believe, law enforcement and an FBI that would be fully complicit. And because, and, and this to me is very key, because you never hear a peep out of any targeted individuals in the Chicago area. I can't find another target in Chicago. We're, we're all sequestered. It's like we're all very effectively cocooned. And, and that's how I know. I believe that there's lots of us here, but we can't punch out. We, we, I mean, we can't get out. I can't. I can't communicate with anybody. And they have effectively isolated me from family. I have one friend, one, somebody from high school, one. And then one person that I communicate with who's our, who's our mutual friend. And that's it. But I believe that there has to be many targeted individuals here. There has to be. Um, Chicago, the, 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 um, the entire, uh, like you say, the landscape is so primed for it for it to exist. Um, but we, I can't find another TI anywhere, nowhere. Wow, I didn't um, actually know that aspect of it. Um, um, also, you mentioned something. Oh, there's a little noise behind you, Lisa. Also, I want to mention something, re-mention something. You said that we're on uh, the FBI list, a non, um, how was that worded again? Yes, an, N- an NIS, a non-investigative subject. That is, and that was, yes, that's something that, Ger- if you'll notice, Gerald Sosby, you know, you're familiar with who he is, right? Uh, he's the uh, whistleblower for the um, FBI. He's, I think I've seen him on Facebook. Yes, he he, he-, us- he, he has a very, very, very detailed website that comes and goes and comes and goes. Sometimes you can find it, sometimes you cannot find it, and sometimes portions of his website disappear for months, and then it comes back. 
you know, he was he was a target in the late seventies and eighties, I believe. And um he was the one that I read his diaries, you know, like the stuff he posted and he what I experienced is what he experienced. I mean they'll 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 make stuff smaller of mine. They'll they'll purposely cut things and remake it smaller and smaller. They did that stuff to him. And in his website he said that the FBI has what we could call targeted individuals are designated and they're they're designated NIS, which would be a non investigative subject. That and he's the one who who, who made that information out. Oh my gosh. Now um by targets residing right now in Chicago is huge. I know um, several, many of you might have heard several months back I interviewed uh, Douglas Cruz. He's also a member of Targeted Justice. He is in the Chicago area, but during the interview, um, you you strike a chord here, because I'm about about an hour, give or take an hour from Chicago. I can't actually lie and say that I've actually uh, spoken to any targets in the Chicago area. Um, do you say that the targeting there, the machine is so strict that it vortexes each targeted individual, basically yes. surrounds them, that they're yes. unable to meet, for example, get on yes. social media, podcast, yes. nothing? Yes, and that is what I experience. I will reach out to somebody. They will not get my email. I, I've reached out to Ramola D, you know, Ramola D. I, I've reached out to so many people or made a phone call. Or if I connect with somebody, if mm-hmm. I connect with a target once, I never hear back from them ever, ever, ever again. But the way you just put it, yes. Yes. And then we also have to take into factor some targets in the community, everyone, their communication can also be vortex. You know what I'm saying? You particularly, they are highly sensed, you know what I mean? Censoring your 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 email, your phone, your computer. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Because well, I, I have no because, computer. I Yes, ma'am. But even if I get on one at the library, it doesn't matter where I go, I know they're there. They're there because I, uh, I there's a lag time when I'm typing. Um, there's uh, things will misfire. I'll notice the location on my on an email account will be somewhere else. I'm always in Fort Meade. Uh, is it Fort Meade? I'm always seeing Bethesda, Maryland. I'm always seeing Richmond, Virginia. I'm always seeing Washington D.C. I'm always seeing Oak Ridge, O-R-N-L, Oak Ridge National Laboratory. What is that? I don't even know what it is. Um, I always see those locations on the bottom of, like, um, Yahoo or Google or Gmail. Either search engines or email. It doesn't matter where I am. I'm a government. I believe I'm a government target. I never, ever would have said that until within the last month. But I believe I, I'm, like, a, a government. Because you can't do it. You cannot. I cannot have this stuff done without the full complicity of of uh, of the government. I, listen, I ran two stoplights right in front of the cop the other day. I ran, ran right through two stoplights. And he stopped me and he let me go. I have tags that are expired from, from I shouldn't say this, months ago. He let me go. He let me go. They know who we are. And they know the ones that are really targeted real hard. They know it. 
and I shouldn't say this. That's, that's probably bad, but I'm probably getting next next cop that's nasty probably going to lock me away or whatever, but I don't care. But what I'm trying to say is that, yes, I think they know who we are, mm-hmm. and I think Chicago I targets Chicago targets really hard. And the place that I worked at, you know, Opus Day, I brought them up. I'll bring them up again. I was a conference manager, and I had the group Opus Day there. Google them. They have families. Families have drawn up cease and desist letters because they brainwashed their 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 um their uh their 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 family members. It's Opus Opus Day as a Catholic group. I'm sorry, I don't mean to bring religion into it, but it's a lay it's a lay club, a lay Catholic club, and I had that group there often, and I was I. I Drew up contracts for them, twenty thousand, forty thousand dollars. You know, they came. They came to the facility. Uh, 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 the guest list where I used to work at would, would read like for the week would read like a list of secret societies: the Rosicrucians, Knights Templar, um, or Temple Orientis, something something. Uh, uh, of course, uh, whatever Knights of Columbus. You know, they even hit it off. It doesn't matter. Um, Knights of Malta, Opus Day. Um, you know, so I think it's the facility. I'm sorry. I used to think it was those three, and I still do, and I still do, but I know what I saw there. I saw evidence of child sex trafficking. So I know. I know who I am. I know who they are. They know who I am. And we'll just play this out. You know, we'll just be, I don't know how this is going to, um, I mean, how how often are you going to enter? Like just this morning, I woke up with a huge uh with a huge bruise on my on my arm, and 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 I had uh, stones missing from a from a bracelet that I have on. You know, they 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 entered a place that I'm renting. You know, I, I don't know how I don't know how to. This, this stuff sounds crazy. They can get well, into any blocks anywhere. They're and, doing it as a program to make us sound crazy. But as we even talk, everyone right now on New Jack, um, we tend to take it. Uh, a little bit slower, step by step, and then you, when you do it that way with that formula, what something really fantastic happens. We we tend to see their blinks um, that they think that we have missed. Remember, this program is to be heightened and fight flight. Oh, scared and emotional, but when you kind of slow it down, slow it down. I went to the cops. This is what they asked me. If you watch and listen to cops carefully, they sort of give you a couple of key words in which you process. I process and realize you're in collusion, um, and they'll backtrack. They'll they'll look in your face and boldface lie at you. Then when it comes to trafficking, we have to understand what the face of a trafficker look like. The days of of carny workers, filthy and dirty with tattoos, are over. Uh, mm-hmm. Even motorcycle gla- gangs have cleaned themselves up a bit. You want to know what the face of a trafficker is? Who peddles? Women, children, men, what they look like, the face of America. They can be their soccer mom. They live in bedroom communities. They're in rural areas, suburbs, just as easily as the big, bad urban city. A lot of them go to church. No, they go to church. A lot of them are not the face of minorities. And a lot of them are born right here on American soil. Hear this and hear this clearly about trafficking. The name of the game is money. There are sororities on campuses in the United States that various young women want those Jimmy Choo 
high heels, and the low end is over $350. They will dress up as if they're going out to nightclubs and escort four to six women to various, uh, to various nightclubs. Let me meet you for a minute. To various nightclubs. At this time, everyone, let's go a little bit slower. Let's take a quick break, Lisa, and um, we'll get back right on point, everyone, because we want to go right back into Chicago and bring it in more for targets to understand the enterprise of trafficking. Hi. Let's take a mid-break on tonight's podcast. I'm your moderator, Lauren. Most of my podcasts center around trafficking, asset stripping. Oh, I've heard about the technology. We all have. Oh, we've all heard about experimentation. But that how does that draw a line into trafficking and our assets? Identity theft? What is really voice to skull? We know MK Ultra, but no one speaks about Project Moonstruck. In the brief of that patent, that's spelling out voice to skull technology anyway. We have to watch ourselves in this system, not to be such a bloodhound and just get the scent that the opposing factors want to give us. We have to think independently and rationally. Do you understand that sex trafficking, the traffic of another human being, is so lucrative? It has a lot of players. Oh, yes, you have your corner punks and criminals, but it goes all the way up to the houses of politics, the law, educational institutions. Let's get further into the trafficking cabal underbelly of the city of Chicago. Let's join our speaker tonight, Lisa, as she gives us information into the underbelly of the Chicago area. Everyone, I want you to really understand and grasp in the targeted individual community that many of us may be attacked solely with weapons or stalked, whatever adjective you'd like to use, gang stalking, organized stalking. I believe the young man, uh, Nissan Lopez, coined in his, a uh, few months ago, his um, YouTube video, contract st- uh, stalking. Um, that probably is how they want to, you know, make it a slogan. Whatever the adjective is, I have no problem with that, just to get the word out. However, the quickest way to make lucrative money will always be trafficking. You must understand, many criminals are caught with drug trafficking or weapons trafficking. Think about it this way. That is a one-way transaction. You sell the goods, and it's over. Same thing if you're trafficking pharmaceuticals. But when you are trafficking a human body, you can turn it over and sell that human being over and over and over. It is also based on the history. It's a good way to think of trafficking as slavery. Whatever the cost as 
this country laid out its foundation on the transatlantic slave trade, that investment of two or $3,000, getting that slave age 16 or 17, they knew they had labor and had a formula that pretty much right at the age of 50, that slave would then die. Look how many years of toil that they had. It's, again, an investment and moneymaker. Always remember with human trafficking, they can sell you over and over and over. That's still a little different than organ trafficking, depending depending if they take vital organs out of someone that, that helps promote life. A lot of people have disappeared. What can I say? That have died, in essence. And that can um, change things a lot. So um, I just can't stress it enough. What's the relevancy? What have I been spouting the last two or three years now for trafficking? Again, some are fortunate in our targeted individual community not to be victims of trafficking. However, it would advance us all to be on the same board with all types of criminality that affects our community. I've always believed the soldier that is versed and, and, and its opponent and all its tactics, it's going to make anyone a better activist and knowledgeable. Some of the signs that to figure out that you are sex trafficked is also, yes, marks, bruises, inner thigh area, underwear turned backwards. We know women do not put their underwear on backwards. You go to sleep before 10, you wake up 7, 8, 9 in the morning, yet your bathtub is very wet. We all know when you haven't used a bathtub past, what, five, six hours, your bathtub is dry. Also, in the cooler climates, there's a draft, and our apartment or homes may be colder. That is a signal that your door's been opened a lot. If you're very neat where you live, they will try to be more cautious when they come in that come in at night, that many of us keep our doors locked, yet they never stay closed. Many of us are also treated, uh, it's like the Salem witch hunt again. The woman is ridiculed in their community. Hostility meets her to take care of basic errands. Women and children will chime on, hoping that you would again would move and leave. It is a lonely, gypsy type of life that they have planned. They, you see, they want to keep you sort of moving because it can keep the community vigilante alive and well. Who got rid of her? What a witch. What a tramp. Don't you understand? It keeps the slander going. When you ground your fort and stay still, all the slander is not making sense anymore. All the lies you're a pedophile or a prostitute, people begin second-guessing, well, she's a prostitute, I don't see a lot of gentlemen company. What, what's really going on? If she likes children that way, I don't, I don't see kids around. Target, move when you want to find you feel safety or family or whatever your personal reasons may be, but don't run. Stop running. Stop running. 
eventually you can't run anymore. Even the wealthiest will become paupers with this program. Ground yourself. Stay still. Calm your fears. Those of us that are faith-based, seek faith. Take direction in your life to become more logically based. Serious. It quells emotions. Seek truth. You may not be popular, but each and every night, you're going to like yourself better. And this program, sure as shit, doesn't want you to like yourself. Think. Our brain still moves. They are determined to take us down. But know inside you were something before you were targeted and we're sure as heck going to be something afterwards. Many of us lock your doors, various jammers, do whatever it takes. Also notice in your domicile you will see things like empty packages of Fritos and Cheetos. Those are signs that the rapists will leave to let you know I can get your body for free as in Fritos. I cheat you all the time. Cheetos. You may see dirt, empty potted plants, broken dolls, especially wearing the clothing of pink. With a dismantle, that's that's marking to let you know that uh, children live here. I'm a pet, and it's a pedophile's hunt. The pedophile pedos also use uh, little signs that they use to mark your house. Back during the Great Depression, hobos that needed a free meal in exchange for work would watch a house to see what markings are there. Was it a favorable house with an honest day's work? They'll wash your clothes and feed you, or they would use different signs to say this is a dishonorable house. Basically, they'll work you for free and never pay you what they promise. The same with this. This takes us back to ancient times. There is nothing you see really new under the sun. There really isn't. I, during this time, I, we're getting a little too truthful. Um, our speaker, Lisa, I do not see her on the board. Lisa, if you are on, go ahead and start eight at this time. At this time, go ahead and start eight. This is what's going on. I don't care about, I think we all need support. That's necessary. But we also need information. We need to find out all the crimes that are affecting our community. Things continue to happen. There's also a pyramid in human trafficking. As we look even at the design of the pyramid, the base, the bottom is always the widest. That'll be your high pool of sex traffic targets. If they're young and runaways but picked up a naughty habit in foster care, drugs, or drinking, those will be your quick 
sacrifices and used for snuff films. Snuff films are the videotaping, usually some type of perverted sexual act following an actual murder, real time as it's being filmed. Many of those very young people, young, emphasis is on young, are runaways. This program in their trafficking discard those that they can deem as unfit. So young, but with a habit, you're going to be quickly killed, disposed upon. Those that belong to various satanic cults and are breeders, and that child is bred, that comes, that's born, very, very good looking. It's all about beauty. They will be, then be designated, farmed out, as our speaker mentioned today, of what they see fit. Obese women, disabilities. There are appetites of other nations that want to see some type of defilement that I believe you can visualize and pay for on the dark web. All of these things, you see, it's nothing new. They were done in ancient uh, Rome during the time. Many, many females and men have been bred for sex slaves. Or some type of animal, as, we, as if we go to a zoo to watch the animal. It's very degrading. It's also in a form of eugenics. Those with the uh, the darkest are deemed in some type of animalistic manner, down all the way up, to, as we think of the pyramid, to the very fair, to be harvested out. Many in our entertainment industry, it applies. They want to call them sex beta, wearing the animal print clothing. Oh, they may be singers, some type of singers or movie stars, but they're also at night have to uh, turn um, the sexual acts with those high ups in the entertainment industry. So they have a dual role. It's all a type of farming out. Our present administration has passed several executive orders in which they are uh, speaking about uh, trafficking, especially to um, advertise people on the various websites. It's illegal. We know that slavery has been abolished well over 154 years ago, I believe. And uh, it's... Uh, very, very um, difficult in itself. We cannot touch on topics or avoid them as if we find them taboo. You see, it's irrelevant to what we fear. It doesn't stop the atrocities from happening. I would hope that uh, many of us would find some type of understanding. I, even with our podcast last night, 
I want this community to be far more candid and and well-versed. I made my decision in the past year. I'd rather be right than nice. Right meaning spiritual righteousness, honor, candor, than to only speak of happy things. We can no longer think time is running out. We can no longer put our head in the sand like ostrich anymore. See no evil, hear no evil. That's not stopping the crimes committed in this community. Many victims, newborn victims, come through these podcasts, ask questions, calls that deem themselves with a banner, I'm here for support. Yet it's a silence. You can hear a pin drop when matters of trafficking, rape, are mentioned. We must handle things as adults. We must meet, stand up and meet these atrocities as if we meet our weather. We greet the sun, morning sun, as well as the evening moon. We didn't volunteer to be put here, but we are. We are. And I wonder if we're here to rise and tackle this beast. And we're never going to get there if we are shocked or avoiding those topics. We must fight this beast as one. Although we're in a group of 100 or 500, we must fight this beast as one. Things still happen. As many of you have might have come to my calls in the past, taboo and touchy topics, I run the greater risk myself, my call, my speakers of being interrupted. I'll cross my fingers that Lisa will be able to return. At this time, however, if anyone has any questions or comments of what you heard so far, if you called in, go ahead and star eight. If you are in the chat, go ahead and type the questions in. Uh, at this moment, too, before I really keep hope my caller call, or speaker calls back in, I will be able to visually see now at this point uh, those that have called and those that are, are in the chat. I, I told everyone at the beginning of the call, I don't engage now with callers nor chatters when I'm interviewing. I don't like to be distracted. When I'm interviewing someone, they have my attention 200%. Okay. I don't want to miss anything. So those at this point that have any questions or comments, go ahead and start eight. North New Jersey has a question. Let's go ahead and give them the floor. North New Jersey. Go ahead, New Jersey. 
Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, this is um sorry. Hi, how are you? I'm right. Um listening to what you were saying and I uh, something you may have um skipped over or you know, you know, um overlooked or you know, forgot to mention. Okay, is that um about the um on the um on the on the thing called the on the dark net? Uh, this mentioned on the dark, dark net, web. or some people call it the dark web, right. that many of us are being uh, sold there for yeah, various yeah. reasons. So, yeah, so yeah, also there's the, 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 the particular, there's this thing called um, red rooms. Red um, rooms. Let me make, it's, it's called ray moons? Red, red rooms. Red room, the color red and then room. Red right. room. Okay. Yeah. And okay, you have that. Okay, I haven't seen them. Okay, I haven't, and I, and from what I, from from the descriptions that um, I have um, read about them, I don't want to see them either. But um, yeah, that's where um, a lot of things take place and stuff like that. And um, and as far as um. People getting snatched and all that. I mean, you're pretty much on point, okay? From from what I heard tonight, you're pretty much on point. So, what was your name? I'm sorry. Charles. Hi, Charles. I'm Lauren. Welcome to the call. I'm glad you came back. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. So thank you again. Huh? I was going to tell you thank you again for coming to the call. Oh, Okay. Yeah, so that's, and I, um, I want everybody to everybody listen to what Charles says. The red room on the dark web. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's what they called. Okay, and um, they give you descriptions of what they're about and stuff like that. Okay, and um, you know, I'm just you know adding that in to what you know already laid out. So. Um, if I come up with it, you know, come up, you know, anything, anything else come to mind, you know, I'll let you know. That's all I, you know, that's all I can say, you know, come up with okay. right now. And, and um, if you can think of it, I was going to say, Charles, if you can think of anything else, please go ahead and star eight and I'll get back because I'm going to type that right now too. the red room on the dark web to let you know, everybody to know what they're about. I'm going to type that for the chatters as well. Yeah, yeah. It's red rooms. I mean, you know, there's um um certain um type of websites where certain things take place. Okay, um yeah, okay, so um you'll get um you just uh you get a description of what's what's be happening and stuff like that. And um you know, um make your decision on yourself or whether you how further how far you wanna check it out. I think Charles, I want to want to check it out quite a bit, to be honest with you, to find out more information. I would like to yeah, check it out quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. From what I from what I also understand about the dark web, high high professionals, high professionals, um, be um, you know, be lurking on there, and um, you know, as far as um, computer skills and other another type of skills, so you got to be very careful. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Thank you, Charles, very much. And welcome to the call again. Thank you. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, the next person that has a question 
is Central Minnesota. Go ahead, Central Minnesota. Hey, um, a quick question. Um, hopefully Lisa will come on. Um, I was wondering I if you knew anything about um, the Chinese troops that are supposedly in um, Chicago area, supposedly running underground and kind of like how it was is um, when they're starting to call black leaders for certain areas. I'm wondering if that triad is involved with it. Uh, supposedly, um, I guess there's something involved with Oregon too as well, primarily in um, Pullman Square, from what I understand. And I understand it's an operation kind of like Lynette was talking about, where the uh, Russian troops were in L.A. Um, police officer uniforms picking up the homeless and what's going on there. Um, they're hiding out. From what I understand, they can speak um, relatively good English if um to it. But um, most of the time we can't pick them up, supposedly. Um, and then um, the organ harvesting um Dick Gregory apparently had a few things to say in that where he had a lot of these um, uh, random shootings that were going on in Chicago actually were for the organ harvest trade. And if she knew anything hmm. about that. You yeah. know what? These are good questions, and I'm jotting them down. Um, Kim, as soon as I don't see her on the board, I don't right now. And we have I'm working with another person that we're texting her right now because I also hope she's okay. I did hear a lot of um, background noise with, with Lisa tonight, too. And um, you understand how it is where a lot of our um, highly targeted, you know, they really um, do not want them speaking on these podcasts, you know. They are attacked pretty brutally. And a lot of times, everyone, you have to understand this, when you are really, you know, trafficked, they want to keep their, you know, claws in you. You know, that's a good way to put it. You know what I'm saying? I understand it's, they're going to be, um, from what I hear, they're going to be making a um, earthquake in Chicago to justify the troops there and inviting them in. And uh, from what I hear, there may be some nukes underground to help help it along. And I was wondering if you were sharing any scuttlebutt on that. And that's what the foreign troops are going to be. So I, uh, Lucifer, that was the fellow that also re- released some information. That was another person. That's the most mainstream person I've heard do it. But that's not where I first heard it. So I just um, wondered if, given when she comes on, if she knows anything about that. Thank okay, you. Thank Thank you, too, Kim. Thank you so much. Um, the next person that has a question or caller is Faye of Gotham. Let's go ahead and open Faye up. Good evening, Faye. Welcome. Hello? Hi, Lauren. Hi, Faye. Hi. Uh, yes, I'm so glad you're having this call. I don't know what happened. Maybe she was dropped. She's staying at a place, and maybe uh, you know how they can... Um, put in some kind of satellite where it blocks your calls. But I don't they know. I'll, I'll, uh, I know she would definitely be trying to call in. I hope she she doesn't mind my saying. I think um, this call is so important because she's extremely highly targeted. Every night, um, it seems she's either taken from her car or um, people come into a room she may be staying, whether it's She's sublets or a hotel. Um, so many things have happened. Uh, her feet, she wakes up with her feet black, and she thinks maybe they uh, have been electrocuting her. She doesn't feel the pain, um, but she knows things have been done to her, uh, along with bruising. And I think um, people have to pay attention 
Uh, I think they, the criminals, are paying attention because if they see that we aren't paying attention to someone who's this highly uh, targeted, then they'll just, they might start doing it to a mass of people. Uh, oh, they yeah, they do. Yeah, right because, now, um, mm-hmm. I, I think you're right about that because um, what I gather out of this, most of us that are sex trafficked this way are given drugs. They're, they're defiling and having sex basically with un, unconscious. But what they're trying to groom a lot of us for is to want it or not fight it in the net so you'll be more conscious to be a complicit sex trafficking victim participant almost. Um, and also the appetite to always uh, have new victims is becoming kind of insatiable, you know what I'm saying? Right. They and and if they feel that we you're right, that we don't care, we can begin to care. Even I think all of us do. Maybe I say it the wrong way. We're all targeted individuals. We care. Some of us though on the course of a lot of our podcasts are not exposed. So it gives this it gives this ideal that being a targeted individual, you're, you know, stalked by many people and you're hit with some weapons. No, more is going on than that. More more is going on than that. There's asset stripping, identity theft, sex trafficking. Yes, human experimentation uh, is going on. There's many other factors involved in this, you know. Generational targeting. Many of us are picked because our our parents, our grandparents were picked. This system, this labyrinth, labyrinth, this beast has been in place, everyone, for a very long, long time. It feeds with a lot of money. And always remember, when it comes to money, there's a lot of greased hands. Thus, they can buy a lot of silence. They can buy away our true justice. They can, you know what I mean? They can buy our confidence and family away. It saddens me, but people will jump to the almighty dollar, and it's very sad. So, Faye, we do need to have self-awareness of all the involvement and factors in trafficking. It then fans out to other things, organ trafficking, yes, that factors in, labor trafficking, um, what is it called when you create right, um, what's it called? intellectual property. Say you're a singer or a writer, you write your music or lyrics, they want to, or a writer for that matter, they want to steal your ideals. Our bodies are not safe, our minds are not safe, you know what I mean? They want to exploit us. Everything from the blood to the marrow, you know. And I'm so grateful that we are having the call tonight. And um, I'm still looking for the Chicago area, everyone, for Lisa to call in. I am. And I so far do not see her on the board, Um, which I'll keep announcing. Lisa, if you're out there and I don't see you on the board, go ahead, please, and star eight. Hopefully that will come through. I apologize, everyone, but again, in my style and podcast, a lot me, the call or speakers are always somewhat sabotaging is going on. They don't want this type of information out. Would you like to add anything else, Faye, at this time? Um, just that um, it is scary because I've heard accounts of her story, of, um, and 
the fact that she cannot get any help from the TI community, there's no one. Uh, she even having a driveway where she can sleep in her car is uh, really hard. Her uh, family has been uh, turned against her through the electronic. Um, she witnessed it. They use electronics to just turn your family away from you. And uh, so she doesn't get help that way. When you're alone, then all these groups can just uh, jump on you and target you. She has seen things such as uh, something from Hunger Games where she's seen bales of hay in a field where they they uh, they uh, burn people or, you know, they uh, kill people. So this could there could be many people who disappeared and gone through this and never had a chance to call into a TI line. No, uh, or never knew what they was happening to them. No, so I, uh, thank you, Lauren, because uh, we do have to figure a way. There's no safe house. There's, if it happened to us, we would be alone and um, going through the same thing she is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And those are the things just like last night again. We are... We have to uh, work and fight and think as one and get on the same page, incorporating uh, as much of the criminality that swells this community as possible. You know what I mean? Instead of so one-dimensional, you know, it's just it's not just weapons. You can, you know. Thank you so much, Faith. Thank you. Uh, everyone so far, I'm looking for the Chicago area. I don't see her on my board, so we're going to still continue questions and answers, and we'll all keep our fingers crossed that Lisa of Chicago area is able to come back in. Uh, the next uh, person is uh, West Coast Angel. You're next. Go ahead. I'm opening you up. Go ahead, West Coast Angel. Hello? Hello? Hello. Yes. Hi, my person. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hi, Lauren. Thank you for having the call. Um, I just wanted to touch down and just say thank you for the call and the information always. And that there was a woman that was found bound in the um, boroughs in New York day before yesterday. And then there was a little baby that was found in New York because there's pressure being put on these various nasty groups and, and uh, mafias and things um, and maybe the corrupt system that's underlying normal society if there's such a thing, okay? There's pressure coming from the um, south side areas of all, most cities right now because people have, they're tired and they don't want to take it anymore. And, and when what your your interviewee, the person that was speaking about the south side of Chicago, whereby, you know, the, the stalking isn't done by typical gangs, you know, um, I see that in South Sacramento as well. Um, it's not your average, like, crip or blood out here. It's like... I ran into a guy once, Lauren, and his mother was a military major, and he was not a part of a gang, but he was still very uh, a very fierce person. He bragged about abusing people, and I I gathered that he was a perp. Okay, so 
because of the, the, the activities that he was confessing to. And um, I know that, so everyone knows, in South Sacramento, um, where most of the people living there were African-American, that the group of ladies that I grew up, that I hang out with out there, most of them are dead. They were mothers, grandmothers. They were only in their 40s, 50s. These ladies would have lived a long time, and that most of them are dead. And I believe that they were GIs. They were drugged, possibly raped, and killed. They were drugged to death. They were poisoned. That's not a typical behavior in that area. And I was really weirded out by that, Lauren, you know? And most of my friends that I would hang out with, they're dead, whether by technology or by poisoning, okay? Yes, it's happening. And, and I it's going on. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. What are you saying? It's very sad. I, I, I'm, they were all listening at this point, and it's very, very sad. Again, these factors are being unacknowledged, and they're not going to even intra within our community if we first are not even addressing all of the criminality that is affecting the community. Yes. You know what I mean? And how it spirals. In North Sac, um, the now police chief in Sacramento, Mm -hmm. I can't think of his whole name right now, but he was my police chief in another city. And he actually did investigations into home invasion in North Sacramento. Okay? That was his baby. That was his expertise. And all over Sacramento, especially south what southeast Sacramento, not south central, not southwest, southeast, there was a lot of home invasion. And I saw that picking up speed as the homes were lost in Sacramento and I'm gonna wrap this up for we were the number one home loss area in the whole entire United States. And the behaviors that were going on in those neighborhoods, a lot of crack sales, crack the drugs, home invasions, murders, um, just this was coming and it's reached its height, okay? And you don't, I I like the way that your interviewee was saying there's a difference between certain areas, certain things go on certain areas, and how we're so isolated now, and I see the behavioral modification even on Facebook. Oh, go out and meet your neighbors. Go out and go out to dinner. They're trying to tell us how to behave. After they have crowded us, isolated us, asset stripped us, Health stripped us, job stripped. You know what I mean? Now they're going to tell us. Oh, and now they're going to tell us how to behave. Um, is that amazing? I'm done. You do. Thank you so much, Cindy, for your input. Okay, next we're going to have Southeast Pennsylvania has a question. Go ahead, Southeast Pennsylvania. Go ahead, Pennsylvania. Do you have a question no. or comment? Hector Pooh, Honorable Sister Lauren, thank you for this opportunity. I am Angel Lady Love, listener, inspirer, friend, emissary. That is an acronym. 
I'm hearing good so evening, much. Angel I've been so Pardon? I said, good evening, Angel Lady. How are you? Angel Lady Love. That's an acronym. Angel Lady. Oh, that's an acronym. Oh. Angel Lady Love. Good evening. Yes. How are you? And welcome. I'm blessed. It's Angel Lady Love, listener, inspirer, friend, emissary. That's an acronym for all life. Now, I am humbled that I have this opportunity because the young man that was last on Honorable Sister Renata's program, I was trying to get through to him. Uh, Some of you may not be aware or some of you are aware of the subway surface trains, and some of you may be aware that not only are they putting into taxi cabs, all of them are electrical remote control. Many people's own personal vehicles and even bicycles have these remote controls and GPSs on them without even the owner knowing it. But more emphatically, here in Philadelphia, we have the remote control buses, and they're electrical. Now, the young man was talking about being on the, tra- uh, on the train, and he had some kind of shopping cart. First in my mind's eye, the shopping cart must have been metal. So he's attracting something to himself because everything, Wi-Fi, as he mentioned, that's all, even though you can't see it, it's it's electricity. And the electricity is what they're using to assault us. So I want to first recommend to him, and I'm sure they have them in New York, and maybe if he can start saving his money, they have these shopping carts that have a plastic handle and it covers up just like some of the backpacks people carry, but this is on wheels. I don't know what he is carrying that he needs a shopping cart, but this would be less attracting the radiation. And when we go into all these stores, have these pricing guns or the countertop laser. Laser is an acronym that is actually saying light amplification stimulated with emissions of radiation. And as I pointed out, we are electrical beings. Only natural electricity comes from the sun and earth. All this electricity produced through batteries and electricity, et cetera, now are accumulative in our body. Some of the time, that's what the pain we're receiving. But these beings have a way of touching a person, you may think, and, and they actually doing it intentionally, put, put their hand on someone's shoulder. They're putting something nanotechnology in the person. The person won't feel anything until later that night. The pain is excruciating. You really, only thing I can say with that is one has to learn to have a high threshold for pain so you won't go on the drugs. All mankind made drugs cause side effects. They do not heal. But the other variable is that I was concerned with the young man. I wish I knew his name. I'm not sure if they said Dan or what. But nonetheless, in these trains and the buses, but especially the trains are electrical, the key here is, yes, people will spray, but the difference is you're also underground. A lot of people that have respiratory problems should not be underground. And even if they don't know whether they have rest, the worst place to be is in the underground subway surface trains. The rats are bigger than cats under there. Plus, they can't see. And I can get more details about that. So you're breathing in all of their rat fecal matter. And then the perps that will be down there. And if you have a shopping cart that's metal, and you've got to stop waving your hands and bringing attention to yourself, The key here is to get above board. If you can't get into a taxi, 
But even with that, you have to be careful. The fact is, get onto a bus. Strategize your where you're going and know when the bus will arrive. Be careful at the bus stops. I've seen, especially these Oriental people, sit there like they're waiting for the bus. And as soon as the bus comes, they get up close, spray their stuff, and then run away. And I mean, really, like walk, run. I've seen it in the supermarket and just walking on the sidewalk. So we have to be careful. People who drive a car may not know what I'm talking about. But the fact is... People that are on on public transportation, they'll be safer. Um, Don't ride the um, subways that are, um, well, literally underground subways. Um, I I, I don't want to ride in the train at all. But he has to find out whether his bus is... He has to find out whether his buses are electrical because now in Philadelphia, except the buses, I've been warning people, but as recent as just a week approximately ago, a SEPTA bus in a regular neighborhood ran off of the street into someone's home. The father was in his children's swimming pool. It was a hot day, and a neighbor stood by to talk to him, and both of them are now dead. That was a remote-controlled bus. Now, the fact is we have to be more aware and sometimes be more aware that we're not causing some of our problems because I am hypersensitive to electricity. After getting one hand x-rayed in the 90s, early 90s, that's, I was paralyzed for three days and three nights. But the blessing was that once I was able to get up and out, I was able to investigate. I was, again, diagnosed with hypersensitivity to electricity. You can look it up. Some doctors will say, oh, that's just a fantasy. No, it isn't. It's very it's accumulative in our body. And some of these doctors are part of the problem. I've worked for top doctors in my 50 years, and the one that has most recently attacked me was the eyes. I heard the young man talking about his eyes. Don't, I I don't know how to tell you to be careful with them. I don't trust any uh, laser operation. And I've been investigating that for too long. They make a lot of money, but it doesn't mean that it's going to cure eye blindness or the cataracts. And most of these things are being caused by the very perpetrators that have, I just was assaulted and I look like a monster. I went to this eye place. It looked like it was you know, well-to-do, designer glasses. Oh, I just, the doctor, whatever he put on that headrest made my 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 forehead swell, huge lines. I look like an old, I don't know how to describe it, and my eyes are worse and more cloudy. But guess what? Something told me to not not call him and be angry, make sure I got all my papers from them, So finally, Mm -hmm. I got them all after a month. And then when I finally asked to speak to him, I said, oh, honorable doctor so-and-so, can you please tell me something? What is the antidote for what happened? You know what he did? He started screaming at me. If anyone on his end heard him screaming, they would have thought I was saying something terrible to him. You see what I'm saying? Yes, of and course. And if I would come into that office, they would call the police on me, and no one would see me ever again. So we have to have self-control in all situations. We can't, if we even see the perpetrator doing something, we can't yell out. 
because they have concentration camps everywhere. Just this past weekend, there were two senior citizen women who someone broke in their home. I see it's almost like a sequential order of everything. Two in a row. Then another woman that was, and, I, and see, this is another thing. If you have a car, get your gasoline early in the daylight. Yes, and don't, so don't go I out at never, night. Huh? I was just saying, it's not safe really at night if you can avoid it. Well, this is the key. Learn to have control. Set you, just like you do anything else, set an itinerary. She had another friend in the car. I never sit in anyone's car that's filling their car up with gasoline. Number one, it's most dangerous. I can tell you more details of how the car can explode and so forth. And so never leave a baby or a child in the car while someone is putting gasoline into the car. Notice I say the word all the way out, gasoline. The fact remains, yesterday, as it was described on the news, the woman was putting gasoline in her car. I think they said 48th and Gerard. The other friend, who must have been a female, was in the car. A man comes up with a gun, forces her to get back into her car, and the other friend is in the car. Now, see, in my mind's eye, I'm playing it out like if the friend would have been outside of the car, it would have been hard for him to, you know what I mean, harness both of them at the same time. Are you following this? Anyway, uh, yes, I, the, way, the way it said, I think he raped both of those women and got off with $400. They are protected. There's a type of criminality that's snaking uh, in our um, community. Unfortunately, Lady Love, I've got uh, three more thank callers. You, Lady Love. But thank I want you. to thank you for your time, okay? Well, and I didn't get to, to see everything. Well, um, I'm sorry. We have a you few more people we will. We're going to, you know, we have to move on, everyone. I'm sorry. Everyone has a lot to share, but also when there's other questions and stuff, we have to give everyone the time. Plus, we hope that our speaker is able trying to get back in and continue the rest of the portion of human trafficking, which is our topic tonight as well. So next is going to be East North Carolina has a question, and they patiently waited, everyone. Okay. Carolina, North Carolina, go ahead. Let me try to open you up. Okay, give me a few minutes, everyone. I'm sorry, the um, the board froze for a second. Open up other callers. Um, I. At the suggestion of many people, they thought it would be better sometimes, guys, to, um, you know, open up uh, several people at once. I've attempted that, but um, the outcome of that, everyone, is people begin to talk over each other, um, and some of our targets in our community can be lengthy and stuff. And we have to understand with the isolation that this program gives us, let me say this real slowly, it takes away if we're not mindful of our civilization, socialization, and assimilation. They want to make sure how they're treating us that we're odd and peculiar. So we have to be also even in the realms of various podcasts to um, get our point across, be mindful that more than likely some people are waiting and we don't want to, um, you know, take up so much time and um, not considering the other person. 
See, this program works in all type of dismantling ways to leave the targeted individual very odd and peculiar. That's what they want to do. And if we start acting odd and peculiar, just as uh, Sister BB mentioned, you want to keep calm. We have to re- retain some type of dignity and composure, you know, because they have spies and stuff waiting to pick us up. And the best way to silence someone is to have them you know, in some type of state facility, be it a you know, mental facility, prison or jail. And we have we had a podcast just last night, um, in which uh medical kidnapping is very prevalent as well. And I'm almost positive most of the people that are victims of that are targeted individuals. Most of the if we look at crimes involving rape and horrific crimes and the perpetrators giving given just a slap on their palms. More than this cabal is so tightly woven and the corruption, everyone, to the point that um they protect their own, the court system. It's very corrupt and it will protect um a lot of criminals. And it's it's really horrible. The times in which we live in. It's as if America has turned into some type of spiritual Sodom and Gomorrah, everyone. It's really, really bad. All right, I'm trying to go back on the board to see if it's opened up, and it has. North Carolina, thank you for your patience. You are next. Go ahead. You're very welcome. I wanted to find out what the title was and who the speaker was tonight. Uh, the speaker that we had was from the Chicago area. Her name is Lisa, and Lisa was breaking down. She is uh, a targeted individual, and specifically in the realm of trafficking, how that uh, city operates for a long time, Richard, uh, with their corruption. And it's tightly, uh, it's a tight woven uh, system. So it's a very good fine grease machine, everyone. And we know that Chicago has a horrible past with uh all types of corruption and criminality. And she was speaking of various, I want something straight real here. If any of you are either old enough or or like old TV, try to rent the series of The Untouchables. I believe it was Robert Stack, late 50s, early 60s. They smoothly went into details, everyone, about organized crime to the point any ethnicity you can imagine always had a criminal cartel, cabal, mafia, whatever you. It's not just Italian. Some of them were Jewish, black, Irish, all in Chicago. They all, Asian, everyone had a criminal cabal. And at the time, what they were securing with their illegal money based upon the, you know, the late 20s before Prohibition was gaining their money to what? Buy justice and, and um, uh lost for their ways, you know, like senators, judges. They had the money. The gangsters lived very well, even into the, you know, the Great Depression before it, you know. So really, prohibition, America helped uh, organized crime really flourish. So that's what we're talking about. And Richard, right now, our speaker is attempting to get back in tonight so we can, you know, somewhat continue a few few more angles of this trafficking. And again, like we spoke last night, uh, Richard, we want to make sure, I would like to see every targeted individual to be more savvy about the criminality that swells this community, you know? 
Yes, ma'am. You're absolutely yeah, okay. right. I'm glad, yeah. you're glad to hear that. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay, that's what's going on. <laughs> do you have a question or do you want to uh, hang out later and hopefully Lisa well, will call I, back I'll just, hang, I'll just hang out and let it get started. I do hope that uh person gets back on the phone. I had trouble getting on myself, but that's not surprising for me. But, uh, yeah, okay, thank you. Just looking forward to <laughs> the show. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Richard. Okay, we're going to go ahead and start AU. Uh, guys, there's a reason I just don't open a whole lot of people. They step on uh, everyone right now. Go ahead, Gotham. Do you have a question for us? Hello, New York? Hi, Lauren. This is Faye again. Um, Lisa, she's really trying to come on. Uh, she did. Um, I noticed that she hasn't come on yet. So there is something she insisted I tell. Um, okay. You and the audience uh, tonight. Um, it's something uh, related to all targets. Uh, sometimes okay. people, uh, you know, the V2K, uh, it isn't all negative. Sometimes she does get some uh, substantial information, and she uh, she has found this to be true. Uh, some government type employees did tell her that uh, Obama and uh, Obama had rolled out something uh, related to 5G, and um, it will affect everyone's subconscious. And uh, this is something very serious. It's going to happen quite soon. And it has to do with the main underpasses of the highways, of the uh, interstate and the highways. When people, uh, when anyone goes under these main underpasses, uh, there is some subconscious subconscious technology and uh, that we have we have to say either out loud or sub or sub vocalize I do not consent um, I do not consent uh, because uh, Lisa said that um, uh, there will come a day and it may come soon where we will be powerless against uh, they're trying to affect every uh, every person with this uh, mind technology and oh, we will be uh, helpless against it. Uh, she could yes, explain it much better, but uh, just in case she doesn't get on. Okay, then. We'll take that in a factor. So if we drive against uh, highway underpasses, uh, either say it out loud or to ourselves, I do not consent. Yes, just the main underpasses, not every underpass. But this technology definitely is there, and Obama is the one that rolled it out. But it's all throughout the nation, and it is oh, yeah. a way to uh, really uh, hypnotize or uh, definitely affect the mind. Uh, that um, it will be hard for us to fight against unless we, you know, take this kind of action. She suggests. That is true. That is true. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, Faye. Oh, sure. Thank you. Well, all that everyone stay mindful under underpasses. Everyone, I do not consent. A lot has been rolled out in, in a lot of administrations. They're very well aware of what's going on. I feel that strongly. Okay, West Coast Angel, you have a question again? And I hope Lisa can call back in. Go ahead, West Coast Angel. Hello, West Coast Angel, do you have a question? Okay. Hello. Hello? Go ahead, West Coast Angel, do you have a question? Hi. Um, wow, it took me 
a while to get to you guys. Sorry, the phone, Lauren. I, my apologies. I'll come back later. My apologies, okay? Okay, everyone. Uh, okay, Minnesota has a question. Go ahead, Minnesota. Go Hello? ahead, Minnesota. Hello. Okay. Yes, Um, it was a comment more than a question. Is that okay? Yes. Your questions and comments. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Um, yes. yes, you were talking about the ethnic groups um, that all had their that were had their criminal cabals. Um, yes, I. It was interesting because I was just researching this the other day, and I do believe you know there are many ethnicities that have uh, these sorts of um, setups. Um, but I found that about 20 years ago in Pennsylvania, um, I found some sort of a document like from the police or something, and they were talking about. Um, Chinese organized crime in Pennsylvania, and 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 this is an example for any ethnicity. I'm suddenly echoing any ethnicity that that could be involved in the gang stalking. Um, but in my case, it was interesting to me because I had a whole lot in a very short time frame when they went live on me in the gang stalking in 2016 of Asian um, stalkers, and I thought there was some sort of Asian crime ring after me. So I didn't know. And that could have been a big facade as well. You know, that could have been a psyop as well. But from looking into this, trying to figure this out and, you know, what sorts of people on the bottom here are involved, um, I found that they had these organizations, cultural organizations called Tongs, a T with a, like, T like Tom, O-N-G. And um, they would, like, do nice things for people. There are benevolent groups that would help um, people coming from over there, um, help them with different things that they needed. Um, but they were doing also organized crime on the side. So, um, and then it said that, so, and they had names. The different Tongs had names. And then it said that they had, um, they generally had like a whole, they had a street gang, an ethnic street gang backing up each Tong, each group. So this is just a little bit of how they had set this up over there. Um, and so I thought if that was so many years ago, you know, what has happened now? So that's all. Oh, yes. I did find one case. Uh, yeah. I'm glad you did, uh, Minnesota. Thank you, because, uh, again, everyone, I want to thank you for the input. Uh, If you have it in your mind that it's just one particular gang, let me repeat this really quietly. Those of you, because I really like black and white TV. I like vintage. That means back in the heyday. But check out the... um, the Untouchables, Robert Stack, I think the first um, episode began in 1959. I think it ran to about 1963, five, maybe six years. As you begin to watch the series, we know Elliot Ness was an agent man trying to battle, you know, the birthing of the gangster, which is organized crime, syndicate, as they always said, and how they would be in cities. They were based in Chicago, but they would travel to uh, Gotham, New York City, as well as Detroit, and sometimes they had to take planes out west. Uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles, each and every episode, the bad dudes, they, you know, if you have it in your mind that you just think everybody's the godfather and and of Italian or Italian-American heritage, it is not. I'm telling you, there were the Kazarian Jews, which still owns the Hollywood. They are a cabal. There's a gay cabal that's also in Hollywood. These are gangsters, gangsters. Okay, any ethnic group that you can imagine was 
at the time for the late 50s, early 60s was featured. And that time it was Italian, it was Irish, it was African American, it was Asian, okay? And what was their forte? It depends on what racket. And racket means the enterprise to make money. So a lot of it was uh, definitely booze, but it was also guns, it was drugs, it was selling girls' prostitution, it was nightclubs have always been notorious. That's one of the reasons they always wanted attractive jazz singers and musicians. Not only did they play well, they helped pimp them into a drug habit, and therefore they would send them out to fetch five to ten people to hook back on horse. You know what I mean? What better way if somebody's going to really get you to try drugs, an attractive jazz singer or a jazz man? So actually organized crimes uh, fronts have always been in our entertainment industry from the very beginning. And they even have organized crime in the theatrical scene, stage people, yes. Like you think of a typical spy, they'll be infiltrated in any organization you can imagine. And we also have organized crime in what do I want to call it, standardized religious sex. That's a good way to put it. doesn't care if it's, you know, I had Southern Baptist pork chop preacher, but there's priest, uh, pork chop priest, Hare Krishna, pork chop. It all feeds at the cabal of the beast system. Many say that our churches are infiltrated because of the 501C. That might be a nice incentive perk, but any organization you can imagine that is on this planet is infiltrated. Same thing with our school system, with our medical universities. And I want to repeat that tonight and hope Lisa can come in. The face of a trafficker, of a slaver. If you've got it in your mind that it's some underbelly, underclass, carny working, tattoo wearing, you know, guzzling beers, they're a part of it, but no, 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 no. You're still not looking at the base of the pyramid. As you go up, it goes up in money. A lot of them are well-heeled, educated, lawyers, doctors, judges, political. Oh, yes, everywhere. And do you think it's just all male-dominated? Oh, no, 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 no. Who overall is going to get a woman or a single woman with children faster? Another woman. Those are your principals and your social workers, okay? It's the fastest money making. Again, you sell drugs or a gun one time for trafficking. A human body, I can sell you over and over and over. You know what I'm saying? That's what's so profitable and why they want to keep us in this net of trafficking over and over. The money it's going to generate, and again, if you're if they're youth and they picked up a habit or runaways, those are going to be the top ones for satanic sacrifice or use of snuff films. They feel even though they're young, they're already kind of compromised with a drug habit. They're just help as in their minds helping them along, helping them along. What they really like to do is get the children, of course, earlier, and a lot of foster kids that didn't pick up a habit will be tagged most of their life for some type of trafficking. A lot of young women from other countries have been trafficked and come over here to be haunters and procurers of grabbing other unsuspecting women. Don't think your haunting ground is just some crack vile filled urban street. Oh, no, no, no. They're going to get you up in the nice halls of Cambridge and University to get a nice stable of filling. 
There are where the appetite goes, this is how they think. If I can get an attractive woman from the urban hood, I'm going to want an attractive woman from opulence as well. It goes back to spiritual, everyone. Think about it. The eyes are what? Never satisfied. If I can make a sex slave out of a working poor woman of color, I'm going to also go for the queen of the castle. It is just as diverse social, racial, economic level. So there ever is some type of type. We must not have any decorums or beliefs of an elitist. Well, I'm this and I'm educated and it couldn't happen to me. Yeah, and the next thing we know is it wasn't supposed to happen to me being targeted, but that ain't changing things, is it? You know, again, we cannot be just a groundhog or a hunting dog for the sense that our enemy wants to give us. It is the thing. Think about what the occult really means and what the occult means in plain sight. So think about what a person's trying to do in plain sight. They're trying to say, hey, it's me, look at the birdie, but they're not telling you they've got the other hand behind their back. We as targets have to always be pondering and wondering what's behind your back. And then we are becoming good soldiers and fighters. Always remember what they'll show us. We now always need to be thinking, but well, what else could that mean? MK Ultra, we know all about it. Why so secretive about Project Moonstruck? Why so elusive? CIA Project, 1952. Robert Duncan worked in CIA, yet that mouthpiece never mentioned it. I wonder why. That's how I think. We can no longer be naive. People are dying and being killed. We're not stupid. They're just trying to roll out to us this feeling program that has us all hyped up, obsessed, simply about boo-boo or pookies, the corner perp, and we're supposed to be some scared puppy that we may piss the rug. Uh-uh. Once we are tagged, we're intact for life. So our only choice or option is is to organize become the resistance and fight back and to demand to know as much knowledge as possible. That's when we make our enemy a little more afraid because we already know a knowledgeable person makes anyone more insecure. A trafficker is going to be in you. In fact, they're going to gravitate to your rural and bedroom communities more than the big bad cities. The, the Masons are all over this. Most of them are cops. Even the simple ones that are the knife and fork know something to keep their mouth shut and go along. It's the, I believe when they start at the 33 degree and moving on up that they can. They've been touching kids since the beginning of time. It's just only escalated. Why it's not getting addressed, I don't know, but we need to go back. Less than six months, President Trump has already signed two executive orders. Assets can be taken. Then if you're caught with uh, promoting or selling, advertising a person on what? The Internet? That Internet site can be sued. They're giving us various door openers about trafficking. It's so prevalent, it's an epidemic. 
yet even within our own targeted individual community, we don't want to discuss the subject at all. It is as if trafficking is this polka dot elephant in the living room, and no one even lifts their arm to point, what is that? Keep it invisible. Tight lid on. Taboo. Don't speak about it. Oh, yes, we got to speak about it. Is it eugenics? Yes, Chicago is a city. It's number one for Augustine, and they're killing black people. Voice to Skull Technology, read Project Moonstruck. It's nanotechnology, but it's laid out completely different than we think about. Get knowledge. Get progressive. Learn. Thus we can grow and we can fight. Central Minnesota has a question. Go ahead, Central Minnesota. Um, a comment on the Trump thing. Uh, Trump yeah. is a long line of pedophilia. Uh, you can even look at a Henry Macau site. And he has all even the court uh, court records against him that are filed. Uh, even the people accusing him with it. And same thing with Pence. They're up to their eyeballs in it. And the you reason know, they're doing it I don't is wanna, so that... I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. I'm not here to disagree because you know what, Kim? I, I want to go there. I just, wanna, I just hope the laws would help us. But I didn't like the picture of his no, little girl in the black. I, I didn't like that photograph. <laughs> okay. The, the, I didn't like it. to this. And that, what they're going to do is they're going to turn it around and blame it on us. They can take their crimes, which is usually why they leave a couple good people in the system. So when they start getting busted, they they um, put their dirt on them and so they can walk away clean. So this pedophilia thing, they're going to turn around and blame it on TIs. I can pretty much see that. So there's no reason for us to be happy about this stuff because he's on the dirty side. He's not doing it for any reason for us. Same thing with Pence, all of them. They're up with their eyeballs in this stuff. What it is, it's appeasing everybody, and it's, oh, so it's being taken care of, nobody has to do anything. No, they're going to further justify and strip their assets on it, because what do they accuse us of most of the time for everybody to go after us? Well, pedophile, they've already set up. That's my only comment. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. I didn't know, I didn't know that. Um, wait a minute, wait a minute. How can they, how can they make us um, uh, guilty of something? Many TIs have never touched children, would never touch children. That doesn't matter. They have technology. They can frame us with it. It's kind of like the police. You look at that thing on, um, what was it, George Webb. Start on it. It goes into when they were trapping kids, the NATO troops in Croatia. What were they doing there? When they were done getting the guys uh, trafficking the kids, then they bring bring them over here and they put them in the police departments, primarily not number one in the sheriff. Usually they put it in second place, and then they're doing them in the second command. Then they have some scandal break out, and then they remove the sheriff, and then they bring their nasty guy in who controls the whole thing. They, they have the whole system set up. Uh, it may start around the day 70 where he's going into how how they set up the system. Uh, but it, it's all been done. Primarily it was done through NATO first. Then they brought in all the dirty guys that they did just unbelievable amount of nasty stuff that would never turn against them because they have so much dirt on them. Then they put them in charge of our areas, and then they run the trafficking here. This has been going on for a long time. And then what, that's what the problem with a lot of the Catholic Church has right now is they're framing a lot of the dirt on the good priests, and then the nasty ones walk off and so they can keep doing it. 
This is this is going to turn around and hit us too. When these guys are trafficking kids and doing snuff films and everything else, there's nothing saying that they can't take that body and dump it on your property. There's nothing saying that they can't take that DNA and dump it in your place. And then all of a sudden they can ask to strip whatever they want. Supposedly, I've heard some stories of our congressmen, all of a sudden they don't want to play ball with these guys. And all of a sudden they go to a party, they get drugged, they wake up in bed, and there's a dead kid next to them. They don't even know what happened. Oh, we can make this go away if you just do what we say. There's that guy, um, Roger Merritt, who was talking about that, who was a whistleblower to that James Rothstein, who was talking about everything with the Watergate break-in. The Watergate break-in was due to Nixon wanting to find out who were the pedophiles in the Democratic Party so he could use the blackmail on them. He said that's what it was actually about. All these guys are corrupt. Oh, my God. Mm, they're dirty. Oh, God. Okay. Just when we keep going Roger down the rabbit Merritt. hole, you guys. Look at that. Mm-mm. Yeah. When you ask Roger Merrick, he goes, back in the time of um, Nixon, they go, how many of our congressmen and senators were corrupt? Without even batting that, 70%. He goes, they asked him, this was like seven, eight years ago. How many do you think are corrupt now? And he goes, 100%. He didn't even t- take a second to even be fought with it. He goes, they don't get in there unless they have dirt on them. They have so much on Trump. The idea is kind of like how Obama was just like, oh, I'm going to close Gitmo and I'm going to bring the truth back. No, it's to get you to sit down and shut up and so you feel comfortable with what's happening. Meanwhile, they can bulldoze everything they want through straightforward. All of a sudden, people think somebody else will take care of it. All of a sudden, they sit down and relax. There's no time to sit down and relax. No, this asset stripping is for them to come after us. And then that's why they tell everybody we're the pet file or we're going after or something like that. Because they're going to dump the body in their property. Or they're going to leave something in there for evidence of, you know, who this kid they found, you know, wherever dead. And now all of a sudden there's some DNA evidence in your house. Oh, God. Oh, my God. They were talking about things like targeted individuals. They were like this crazy conspiracy people, and you know they're actually at murder or something like that. They can always talk about that's a form of mental illness, kind of like how they did with the skull. Everybody just gets run. They're going to do all kinds of nasty stuff. People, you've you got to be looking like three, four, five steps in front of these guys. These guys are not our help, and we better hold their feet to the fire and say, look, they're not doing anything. How long has he been doing that? If he says he's really after these people, how many people have been busted with it? As far as I know, no one. But six months before he authorized that um, little executive order, he authorized the police to use these weapons on us, on the civilians. Oh, my God. Okay, oh, my that's God. I'm supposed to get Wow. He's a vile, evil thing on the face of the planet. Somebody wants so desperately for a savior and a white horse. No, that is not the guy, nor was Obama. Everybody who is following Obama blindly are going to be just as disappointed with this guy as they were with him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, Kim, this is, oh my God. There we go. Just when we go down one rabbit hole, you guys, it get more depravity faces. It's like a chamber of depravity. It gets ickier and ickier. Oh, no. There are seven, eight, ten steps in front of us. Before we even know the crimes that are being committed, they're seeing who they can pin those crimes on. Okay. Uh, um, okay. Well, you know what? We need to. We have to open a chamber, everybody, and find out how we can make sure we are being tagged with this shit that they're doing. This is awful. Kim, thank you for your input. Thank you.
Thank you. Awful. This is awful. Thank you. Oh, my God. Just when we go down one chamber. Oh, West Coast Angel should probably be ready now. Go ahead, West Coast Angel. Well, I was writing it in the room. It's like when they go for these setups, you know, and um, the past two months here, Lauren, it's been two kids chasing down all of this, asking my bus drivers what the heck they're doing here, Every, you know, these the, the boo-boos, you know, chasing everything down. And um, I just love flipping that script on them. Find whatever rule, whatever law, my, my apartment leads, a city ordinance, a county ordinance, a federal law, anything that you can use, they're use they they don't mince words when they're messing with us. Why should we mince words messing with them? Okay. Yeah, and they don't like true. it at all. You can have fun and you can laugh while you're doing it, not to look too crazy. But I asked my manager, I said, what are these kids doing over here? And it was well, not one time. It was over and over and over, Miss Lauren, you know. And I went to the manager and said, why are they without supervision? We are adults. They try to reduce us to a nothingness. And we have, you know what? You've got a brain, y'all. Use your, what your mama gave you, part of my vernacular. Use your brain. Use your smarts. You know, these these laws are still on the books. Even though these people are running around breaking every law known to man, doesn't mean that those laws don't stand. If you get the right judge, the right cop, the right social worker that doesn't play the game, because not everybody's playing this game. Not everybody, and some people are pissed that, you know, it has eroded what little bit of constitutional structure we have to this country, you know, and this, and the police neglect, the dare, I like the way um, Dr. Horton and Ramola D say, it's dereliction of duty. Yes, it is. dereliction of duty. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much. Cindy, West Coast Angel. Uh, next, everyone, we have a uh, comment or question from uh, North Carolina. Let's go ahead and open up North Carolina. You are open, North Carolina. Hello? Uh, I just wanted to uh, comment the fact that we are being trafficked one way or another. But yeah. We are possibly trafficking our body parts. Uh, some of the ladies have spoke about rape, uh, so we're being used, but I wanted to refer everyone back to the gentleman in Tucson, Arizona, who went in there simply looking for some of his uh, homeless veterans that were living on the streets, and when they went out around town knowing that these guys could not have gone far, is when they found that trafficking camp, and they have found several trafficking camps since then, and these camps included children and adults, and, uh, well, that's going on all over this country, right under everyone's nose, and now our federal government has even played a part of missing some immigrant children, lost them, they said, don't know where they are. Uh, that's kind of suspicious to me. Uh, but, yes, we're all being trafficked. And, uh, well, I just 
So well put, uh, Richard. Thank you, everyone. This is what I want everyone to absorb tonight. Trafficking is selling another human being for profit that the uh, victim never receives monetary compensation whatsoever, non-consensual. Trafficking can be for sex, for labor. I want you to work here. I'll take your passport away, your slave. Organ trafficking, removing one's organs, non-consensual, non-paid. Becoming a targeted individual, everything they're doing against us is not with our consent. We are, in fact, trafficked victims. We are. And trafficking is just a a dollar, (laughs) fancy word for slavery. That's what it really means. Traffickers are slavers. That's what it is. And it's been abolished well over 154 years ago. And even spiritual, it's considered an abomination. That means something perverse, defiling, depravity. Traffickers have are just beasts with a human face. That's all what they are. Animals with the face of a human. Richard, thank you for your um, comment. And absolutely right. In the larger scope, we are all being trafficked. And with that, and with that, this cannot be. And this community not discussing that. This cannot be. I've been shushed, shut down, ridiculed, slandered, and all it is is for truth. Have I ever perped a TI? No. Do I borrow money from TI? No. No. I can talk about aliens, spaceships. That's fine. But real matters, matters that are between the breastplate, I am ridiculed ostracized, treated like some type of freak. But in the end time, the last days in where we're living, what is true is bad. What is false is good. So bear and speak truth. We all must be courageous enough to really stand alone. You will be on your own. I wish I could wish it away, the magical wand. Pray it away. But I know I would never be satisfied to just wake up tomorrow morning and not be targeted because to be subjugated in this net, I want all the bad guys to pay. I really, really do. Um, let's keep our fingers crossed, everyone, that Lisa can call back in. I, I, you know, this. I feel terrible about this. I have nothing. When I do the podcast, the only intention that I have, expectation, is that you walk away learning something from my podcast. Your brain still moves. Do not let this program act like we're an it or thing, odd, peculiar. You're not that. You're a human being. We deserve dignity and respect. And our rights, born of this soil, should have never been separated from us. We're not animals. 
We're human beings. Again, any questions or comments? Please go ahead and star eight if you're on the phone. I'm going to type it in if you're in the chat room. We'll take a quick break real quick. And everyone, we will continue. My parents played this song on their 25th wedding anniversary. I was eight years old. October 1969. I didn't know my father would die in May 1970. I turned nine the next month, June. They came from Alabama in 1945. My dad was good-looking. The African-American version of Paul Newman. It was a dreamboat. Mama was beautiful. She reminded me of the dancer Jody Watley of Shalimar. Oh, they were hardworking. Within six months, they had a car, fine clothes, and moved already into a small house in northwest Indiana. She tried many years to have kids and sort of forgot about it. Then, estrogen shots, armor. Then, boy, did we start coming. 60, 61, 65. Four girls can never get that boy. But what also happened also in that? Four baby girls. My father took up drinking in the 50s. Very sad to see a very handsome man lose his look. And to see a beautiful woman worn down. Join me Saturday, 9 o'clock, Eastern Standard Time on Talk Show. Call 144-771. Dismantling of generational targeting. I look back on my life. My parents were targeted as I, second born, am. Many of us are. Let's go back on the other side of the break. Continuing. Chicago, the cabal of trafficking. We have Minnesota has a question. Minnesota, go ahead. Oh, hi. I was just going to say that, um, hi, um, Renetta Jones, um, who goes by Rachel lately on YouTube, has a video um, she just put out two days ago about the stock market. And I haven't watched it yet, but she's talking about how she thinks there's a whole illegal black market um, with the stocks that involve human beings as commodities. So... Uh, that, what's the, uh, Minnesota, what's that name again? Let me make sure I put it in the chat room, everyone. We heard the name of the YouTube. Mm-hmm. What's her name? It's Rachel? Rachel. No, Ray, R-A-I. She's just shortened her name, Raynetta Jones, which is, um, so she shortened it to R-A-I, and then the second word is J, um, J like, um, I don't know, Joker, J-O, Rachel. Mm. Yeah, she's a TI well, that um, says that she solved. Yes, sorry. Okay, I'm just writing it down real quick, and I put it R A I, and then the last word is Jones. J O N E S. No, no, J O is what Ray Ray Joe or or Raynetta Jones. Yeah, the full name is Raynetta R A I N like Nancy E T like Tom T like Tom A Raynetta Jones. But she goes by the name. It says Ray Joe now. 
Okay. We're going to check that yeah. out. I believe, I believe you, Minnesota, that we go, okay, unbelievable. Everyone, if you have uh, uh, access to YouTube, Ray, Ray Jones, Renata Jones, that we are um, on the stock market, trade, trade it for the assets. That's money in itself. Okay. That's self-funding. Oh, it's very sad. Again, thank you, Minnesota, but isn't it? Don't you get a little disheartened? The more and more we dig, the more depravity we dig up. Am I right? Yes. It's, it's, yeah, it's awful. I mean, awful. Yeah. Awful. I've been aware that we're trafficked ever since I saw that James Weco was calling it trafficking. Um, you know, early yeah, on in my targeting, I saw that. And it made That's, sense to me. You know, yes, it is. Yes, it is. You know, um, Minnesota, I yeah, know James Lico did call it that way. And in fact, it's trafficking. Also, they sell us if you um, have, um, well, I don't know about B2K, but remote neural monitoring. I interviewed Kevin Christian several times, <gasps> and he was certain that they um, made money off of his experiences. Everyone, um, they will make us yeah. like a porno because he means he's scared. He says, "When I, it's one thing when you meet a woman, but with remote neuro monitoring, when I touch her or kiss her, they turn him off of going on dates. What he feels when he touches this woman is also what they feel if they have the remote neuro monitoring yeah. on. And he told me, then he has kids. He said, I can't get excited about hugging or looking at my kids. They, they now sense my happiness. It's a turn off. He says, think about it. Remote neural monitoring is like a, you make you a walking camcorder, so that's visual, plus all the, uh, the other four senses. So basically all five senses are, are recorded. And when they are hooked yes. up with you, they feel what you feel. Yes, guys, they feel what you feel when you go to the bathroom. They feel what you feel when you want to feel good and have a lover. So you have an extra person in the bedroom, okay, whether you like it or not. Whether you like it or not. Yeah. Yes, I talked to someone recently who was concerned about that. Um, but also, by the way, Kevin um, is still in jail. Um, I didn't know bond that. Or court. Huh? I didn't know that. Really? Oh, yes. I Yeah, he's still in jail. Um, he's been in jail um, for probably about three months now. Um, he has no bond and no court date. Um, I was trying to reach him, but I'm... Um, flooded with stuff to do over here, but um, you can't call him unless you're on the list, I believe, but he can have video visitation. Um, so it's in, he's in the DeKalb County um, Jail Indicator, Georgia, and he was supposedly on a probation violation, and he was arrested the very day after he had spoken with detectives. He finally got a, he, he got, you know, they sat him down to talk to him, and he gave him permission to access all of his um, computer and everything in his house, and then the next day he was um, arrested. So I don't know exactly what happened, but it, it's very, I'm really worried about him. <laughs> so. I'm very worried about him, Minnesota. If you have um, a phone number, I'll even put it out on Facebook and stuff. Many of us knew Josh, okay. know Kevin. We, I've interviewed him at least three or four times, if not. And he's okay, a yeah. fascinating young man. He's very honest. And yes, I, I, I felt like what he was saying that he was really letting out stuff that was true. I feel like he actually knew something, and and he was saying stuff that was a little bit different in some ways, but it it, it made sense to me from what I know. And so exactly, you know, Minnesota, and here we go again. I'd like to see the community more progressive. You know what I'm saying? Let's bring it along mm-hmm. because. Uh, we're, you know what I mean? They know all the things they're doing to us, but they want to keep us isolated on a lily pad and think it's just about the weapons and just what I'm going through. No, they're trafficking, we're no, no monitoring. 
voice to skull technology, mm-hmm. which also has the capabilities for paranormal. It's got everything mm-hmm. involved in that. It can do a lot of things than just talk to you. Okay? It's the womb of fancy. We'll talk about that later in the show, too, and hopefully Lisa can join us. Um, thank um, you, Minnesota. And thing. if you get... Oh, sure. Okay. Oh, go ahead. Um, go ahead. Well, one I can say it later if you like. I can say it later, but just about... There was something more about the remote and all I don't have to say it now, but there was another YouTube, but his, his channel has completely disappeared. But he used to talk about oh, the no. remote and monitoring. Yeah, so it was a Kenneth Harp. And he used to type name names with the defense companies, with Lockheed Martin and Harris Corporation, um, CEOs and stuff. And he said that he helped develop the remote monitoring technology and that they were torturing him with it. Um, and he was trying to get the money that was owed to him for um, this work. And he, um, he implied that there was espionage involved. And he also implicated Beijing. Um, so... You know, and I read on another Twitter that there was that the NSA. I don't know if this is true, but that the NSA sold China a spy satellite. Now I'm reading that the Chinese, that China does have a quantum satellite, some sort of quantum technology. So mm-hmm. I don't really know, you know, what all is involved. But um, the remote neural monitoring is concerning, and Kenneth had stuff to add, but his Twitter or his YouTube has completely disappeared. So anyway, but thank you um, for hearing me. <laughs> Oh, of course, Minnesota. And if you, um, while we have the call, if you um, can locate um, a phone number that all of us can call, Kevin Christian, we'd be happy to okay. call. Because um, we know we all yeah, understand they, about the, you know, what yeah, they said you have to be on the list. Us? So they said you have to be on the list. So I don't know. Um, I could find we could a do number. A, um, we could do a welling that's called to see how he's doing. You know what I mean? As long as you don't okay. uh, find the okay. hip, hip we can just call. I'm a concerned friend of his and want to just know how he's doing. You know. Okay. We can. Yes, I can, can do, do that. Do you want? Should I? Um, you want it in the chat? Uh, you can put it. In, oh, you, oh, we actually have a lot of callers. You can go ahead and uh, say it, and I'll put it in the chat as well. Okay. Um. Okay. Let's see. It's uh. And the lady, the lady was polite, you know, when I called, but she said that they could not take a message. Um. Mm-hmm. Weird. I don't know. So, that's weird. Yeah, that's so, odd, Con- too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Connie told me that I should call, like, uh, that maybe I should call and ask for, like, the warden or the floor manager or something. I don't know. And Absolutely. I, oh, I, I do work with Connie with the uh, Hot Sauce video. Connie's very nice. Uh, we worked together yeah. uh, when Lance Martinez was also put in the uh, crazy house a few weeks ago, everyone. Yes. And I put oh, that yeah. on the social meeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's out. She's out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, she is. She is. She's just out. Solange Martinez, oh, yeah, everyone, yeah. if you don't know. She's out. I thank God mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. I'm, I'm sorry. It's taking me a moment to, to get the That's number. That's okay. Why don't um, you um, can, go ahead. I'm going to answer the next call and just go okay, ahead and start sure. aid or put it in the chat. Okay, whatever's convenient okay, all right, for you. Sure. How does that sound? Thank okay. you, Minnesota. Right, Hey, next uh, uh, who wants to speak now is uh, North Carolina at this time. Let's go ahead and open up North Carolina. Okay, go ahead, North Carolina. You are open. Yes, ma'am. I wanted to say that I found out this Kevin, uh, y'all said his last name was what? Kevin Christian, you know, like like, literally like I'm a Christian. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, we've all spoke to him uh, several different times. I have. <laughs> That's unusual. You but, well, I wonder if it might have something to do with finances. Uh, a 
lot of us are having trouble maintaining it all. You ain't lying. I'm, I'm, I'm. A, it's beyond. I'm a shoestring. They want to keep us now broke. You know what I mean? Broke. You know, pretty badly. You know what I mean? They attack our finances. Everyone. We can't move ahead. You know. That's also. To, I think. You know. To weather us down. Um, what we can do. You know. When I say well in this call, um, we understand HIPAA laws that are. You know, medical confidentiality. But you can leave. You know your name. I'm concerned about Kevin. How is he doing? And uh, as a group, uh, I actually learned this from a, a target uh, that individual that died at the beginning of this year, uh, Miss Elvira Williams. Which everyone, I did a wonderful um, interview on Elvira. One of her last. And it was about a year ago, September 2017, and we went into um, the uh, rape and rape culture. And I thought she was very courageous to put out her interview like that. But she always says when some of us are put in the uh, behavioral, you know, crazy house, if we do wellness calls, sometimes these places, when they keep having quite a few people call daily, they get nervous. And usually let the person go. Yeah, that's true. And I'd also like to uh, comment to our targeted listeners that there are connections being made. That's proof of it. The young lady calling in with the concern uh, with Kevin, there are contacts being made. Uh, relationships are being established. And that's a good beginning of us getting together and trying to make a difference on this thing, this targeted thing. So I would encourage people, even though you might not like several people that you meet, there might be that one that you can identify with, get along with, uh, may even make a change in your life as well as theirs. But again, it is hope and it is a beginning. Hello. 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 Oh, Richard, are you there? Um, oh, I yeah. think there's. Uh, I'm sorry about that. It, it got me offline with. Um, <laughs> now I'm having <laughs> problems with my phone, guys. <laughs> Okay. There's something else, everyone. Um, I think you're right, Richard, about um, try to have another suggestion from one of our targets in our community. Cindy mentioned a buddy list. Um, Some of us may have time to do that, and I completely, wholeheartedly support it. Those of you that have more time on yours, perhaps you would have a phone number, an email. We can start some type of buddy list because... um, we're isolated in this community, guys, and they just kind of want to make sure that no one is hunting for us, looking for us, care about us, call us, nothing. You know what I'm saying? And that makes them feel, you know, really confident. That is their key purpose, everyone, of doing this. And if you think these organizations trafficking us with the medical crazy houses, they get paid a lot of money for this false Baker Act. It's always every every at the end of the day, everything they're doing to us, guys. It always comes down to money. It really does. They are, like I said, they're trafficking us. Everything from the blood to the marrow. 
So if we can get a buddy list, if you can live and reside with someone and you can work it out, it would be the best. Uh, God knows you have to try to trust someone, and God knows we've been infiltrated. I understand that. Uh, I wish everyone the best, and more importantly, to before you jump leap into anything, have really good discernment. You know what I mean? You just kind of want to make sure, you know, that I cover all the bases, that I ask all the, you know, pertinent questions um, about this person. Can they really, you know, can I trust them? Can we, you know, begin to have, you know, a good affair, a good friendship, if nonetheless. A lot of fortunate targets, guys, have um, met and have found even a love connection. If you can make it go, I think it would really be one of the best because hopefully if you're both genuine targets, you know what I mean, you you know, you have a really wonderful ally, even that. But, it, you know, take the friendship if it's golden and genuine. I, You know, you're right, Richard. We need to uh, don't be isolated as much as possible, I guess, we, you know, is what I'm getting to. Or try Absolutely. try not to be. We can do away with the isolation through our connection. Very true. Very true. Another thing I was speaking about, and I really think uh, we need to address everyone right now, uh, just we need an underground railroad when it comes to doctors, dentists, dentists, health facilities, a place that we have, you know, sort of, um, you know, uh, someone that is, sympathizes with our cause. They may not be strong to completely come out, but they are a professional, and they will um, treat our medical or dental conditions. You know what I mean? Kosher. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we need that. It may be secretive, but sometimes that's all you can get. And at the end of the day, as long as they're not a perp and, they're, you know, your blood drawn, they're going to give you the truth, the true medicine to heal your body. Take it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? We actually, we actually need to form our own group uh, team. We need a team of doctors and toxicologists. We need lawyers. We need uh, a, a, a body officials, either retired police uh, or someone, to try to start uh, a team that will will actually work on our behalf. Um, we do need that. You know what I mean? We really do. That's needed desperately in our community, everyone. Yeah. Because um, being alone uh, and isolated and, and uh, to the point that we, you know, we're skeptical of each other. Again, I'm not saying get into, you know, um, impulsive decisions, guys. I'm not, I'm not addressing that. But talk to a person, really, really discernment, feel them out. And, and, you know, take that risk. And um, uh, if it's not kosher, get out of it as soon as possible. You know what I mean? We're going to have to, because you know what? We are all we have. You know what I mean? I really want to stress that. And, uh, in fact, many of you might listen to Richard right now. We have a very good subject last night about one of the reasons why our community, TIs, have no allies. They will really threaten a lot of people, and a lot of people have come up killed, okay? So there is danger in our community. I want all of you to know that. There is possibility of danger in our community. Richard, I'm going to go ahead and leave you open, you guys. We're going to be winding down. We will try it, opening up a few people. West Coast Angel, go ahead. Hello? 
Yes. You have yes. a question? You, had, you were yes. you were highlighted? Um, okay. <laughs> yes. Um, the background on DeKalb County in Georgia, this is very important, you guys. If you've never, ever reached out to just make a phone call, um, it's important because Georgia is one of the hotbeds for human trafficking, child trafficking, I believe um, asset stripping, the, the, the South is very poor still, if I'm not mistaken. And so if the country goes haywire, you know, the, the more poor areas are going to be more criminally. I'm just guesstimating. But I know sure. because James Leco hinted that, hey, look up your ID, look up your name on, online. And it came up in DeKalb County, my name. Okay, and someone who looked like me, and someone who looked like my little sister, and an agency had taken my birth certificate from me. Okay, so where Kevin is is not the best place. So if you have never called before, please take it upon yourself to maybe reach out for this young man. He is very much a blessing. He knows a lot about the technology. It saddens me to hear that he's in there for three months, and I this is the first time I've heard of it. And um, we need to give a big, big thank you to Connie and her friend that work so diligently when we are lost like this into the system, whether any kind of institution, mental, jail, prison, um, mostly like your overnight stays, three days, two weeks at these mental wards, and the jails and things like that in court, being drugged to court on things you feel are so monstrous. And Connie is one that really helps everyone. So please thank her. Try not to keep her on the phone a lot because she really, really um, tires with some of this because these people, you know, it's a very overwhelming, daunting task sometimes to just get people rallied together to make these phone calls. And she talks incessantly in a constructive way to get people dialing the phone. And to, because you never know when that will be one of us. You never That's know. And please have wait. your ducks in a row if you're going to go to the hospital or, 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 uh, or to the police. Please don't just run up there and just open up your life to them because you could end up temporarily somewhere. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you, everyone. Uh, that's good to know. But we we all we're going over things again. Composure, dignity, more factors than one are going to be a, against us than opposed to us. We do not have a long list yet of allies. So always keep it uh, very simple and the information that you want. Minnesota, go right ahead. Hello, Minnesota. Mm. Um, we're going to keep going. New Jersey, so we're going to open up New Jersey, too. New, Jer New Jersey, go ahead, New Jersey. Yeah, you go. Lauren? Yes, this is Lauren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right. Um, I want to emphasize on um, what you guys just said about um, how we, um, um, you know, like, um, put together, you know, and keep tabs on. People, okay, but cause what, he, what he just said um, really touched home with um, what the woman said earlier about certain people that's in the system that don't play the game, right? And, and it's true. 
um, from my experience, my personal experience, all right, there's certain judges, cops, and all officials, okay? I mean, we are, we are, in a, we are under an apparatus that's, um, that's wicked, right? But there's certain people that's in the system that, as the woman said before, don't play the game. And we got, you know, we got to learn how to, you know, I mean, connect with them and, uh, you know, how they set up a network, a, a viable network. That's what, you know, that's all I want to emphasize from talking. We have a problem hearing you on your phone. I want to make sure. You, are you saying that we should we exercise having a type of underground network to extend the people that could be of help? And allies. Right. There's a lot of people that are not interested in hurting us. They're not interested right. in... Right. Like, like the woman said earlier earlier tonight, I mean, I just like, I like the way she put it. There's people in the system that don't play the game. They don't play exactly. the game. Exactly. Yeah. And we, got to know how, and we got to know how to connect with them and uh, set up a network, you know, a network. Exactly. Yes, we do. We need a network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The scales so have not turned in our favor yet, but they will. Okay, with faith, and we keep pushing through. But for now, thank you, Trey. We need, oh, that's on me. We need, um, yeah, that's up. Okay, Minnesota, are you back on the line? Minnesota? Oh yes, hi. I forgot I was I had muted myself. Um I have the number for Kevin or for the jail where Kevin Christian's being held. Um, okay, let me get a piece of paper in here. Okay, go okay. ahead. Oh. It's four zero four. Four zero four. Uh-huh. It's um, actually, and, um, um, Minnesota, yeah. is it a jail or is he on a false baker, more of a mental thing? No, it's a jail. Yeah, he's in a jail in Decatur, Decatur, Georgia, um, DeKalb County Jail. This is horrible. I would just give him, uh, this is horrible, horrible. Yeah, and so I um, I know that, that for Solange, there was a campaign um I believe Connie got involved, and there was an Eric Hughes-Jones that got involved. He was also involved with helping a Tyler Whitman. I actually helped research the Tyler Whitman case, um, and I talked to Tyler on a regular basis, but um, there's no longer, um, Eric's no longer on that case, but I know he helped Solange. Um, my point being is that um, he's no longer contact, he's no longer um, getting back to me, but I know that he's helped Solange, and he helped a, a doctor, because I follow his shows sometimes, um, he was broadcast online, and he helped a doctor, uh, Jennifer Daniels. But um, my point is, is that they have a network of call, of people that call, and they, they call it a phone blitz. And so, um, whether or not that group always helps us, I was thinking that maybe we could all start our own group, our own phone network, because they have hundreds of people. So when they have a person, that's part of why they're so successful. They have all these people calling from all over the country. And they call, he also believes in calling the Archbishop and the Vicar General of whatever Archdiocese is related to that um, institution, you know, that facility, because he says that they have the most power in these court-involved cases, which also involves, um, you know, the mental wards. 
And so um, so that was just an idea is that, you know, I've been watching how they do things. And maybe we, and so your idea is, is along the same lines of having us call and check on him and stuff. And that lets them know. I know that I called for Solange. And um, I, I talked to her mother, and her mother told me that they were treating her well. And it, it occurred to me that I think that part of the reason maybe that she was treated well was that all these people were calling on her behalf. So. Oh, absolutely. And I only got the idea a few years ago from actually Elvira Williams that she would. She was very good about reaching out to the community uh, and open mm-hmm. um, with that, and we all called. And it does help. Uh, you are treated better. Um, Elvira was in uh, the False Baker Act, and and they were messing up even her meals and stuff. And I know I got on the phone and called, and uh, all of a sudden Uh that got rectified. When they realized other people, they don't really know what the relationship is, Minnesota, but they know one thing. Uh After a while, you're becoming, uh, people constantly all over the country are calling about one particular individual. Whatever they're up to, they don't feel quite as confident anymore. And a lot, nine times yeah. they don't feel confident anymore. You know what I mean? And then that's what we need to, yeah. again, have, our, and I would like to see that happen. Our own calling compa- campaigns keep going on. I know there's vigils and things going on. If we uh, learned about Targeted Individual Day, there's billboards, anything that can give us exposure. It's greatly needed. Um, I really wanted um, letters, I believe. I know um, bigger than Snowden, I believe any type of short flyer or pamphlet, especially many of us that are are trafficked, if we would just give uh, not the actual street address where we live, but just um, the street name, say I live on Blair Court and I'm between 35th and, and, and 36th Street, and send those out to stores, banks, post office, local cops. Mm-hmm. It's something about letters all over the world that are reaching. There's a trafficking network on Blair Street between 34th and 35th. Oh, all of a sudden, yeah. they will blow off. You don't have to give the target's name or actual physical address, but it's close enough. You, can, you guys, you can even open your street up to three blocks. I live between 35th and 40th, five blocks. That way, you know, and definitely don't want the target's name, not at all, and not their physical address. Just that I, in those five blocks... There are strange men around all hours of the night. Something's going yeah. on. I see them going in this apartment. I think they're bothering. There's some attractive women or something. Something's not right about them. You guys, we can, in our own way, create various adjectives to describe the appropriate setting of a trafficking hub. Because guess what? They're human trafficking people, you guys, right in front of our faces. Sometimes it's already evening. Well, it's evening right here for me, and I'm in the middle of the USA. All of a sudden you see, it's one thing to see a group of girls, high heels, dressed, you know, the blah, 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 bling on a Friday or Saturday night. But it's Sunday night, or it's Monday, or Wednesday night. That's peculiar to see so many women dressed like they're going out to dance. Those are called dead days in the nightclub era. You know what I'm saying? So that's peculiar, and I only see them at night. How many people live in that house or that, you know, for that matter, that apartment? It's peculiar. When you start alerting the uh, general public, you know what I mean, people begin to watch. That's what the occult is. The occult says that, you remember, they're very content about we're doing things in plain sight, so why don't we go back at our foe in sort of plain sight too? Right. In a, in a cryptic way, because I believe they like to come at us cryptic. Mm-hmm. You know exactly. 
And everybody always know with a conspiracy, I know they want you to think everybody knows you guys. Everybody don't know. It couldn't be a conspiracy. I don't care if you go down to a police station. There's one or two straight cops that have no idea about this program or what you're doing. But they never know who's going to cryptically open up this letter. That's what gets them all kind of rattled. And if we can keep shaking them off of their confidence level, like any mystery, a person becomes, they start making more mistakes. They're not snug as a bug anymore. Same thing as we think that too many foster kids or, or, or you know, um, children that are being taken away in the system, we can cryptically call, uh, make letters to social services. There's a lot of social workers involved and those that are not involved. Same thing with Social Security Administration, involved or not involved. You know what, guys? Sorry if I may, but in a minute. Uh, I, I just want to say this is our chance to make a difference. Let's all make sure we've got that phone number and make that call. It will make sure those people know someone is watching and checking. And, Lauren, you gave me an idea. Uh, I said a while ago that we needed our own team. We actually need to start our own security team, which would be between us and the police so we wouldn't have to worry about whether they're corrupt or not if we had our own security uh, team. And uh, Anyway, let's please go back over that number. I didn't get it all. Okay. I'd like to ask, um, like to ask sure. all the callers to please call that number. Okay. I'm going to verbally say it and put it in the chat. And I know I just opened West Coast Angel. Give me one second, West Coast, and you can speak slowly. Kevin Christian, literally last name spelled like a Christian. He is at area code 404-298-2900. Again, that's 404-298-8145. Okay. All right. West Coast, I opened you up. Do you have a question or comment? Just while I type these in. I have in. a comment. Mm-hmm. You know, point one, they arrested a 1,000 human traffickers in the city of Juarez, right on the border of Texas and Mexico. Loaded them into buses and took them away. The human trafficking was so bad, they changed the name of the city of Juarez. Point two, there was a wife who got abducted by whatever secret group of men that were taking all the young girls. They accidentally took a 30-year-old this time, right? What happened after that? She was able to, she was found, she found herself at the police station being raped, okay, in a cell. And she was afraid for her life, but they let her go. Her husband turned around and came into the United States. And guess where he went? He went to the New York Times and told her story. And told her story. The FBI got involved with the missing girls in Mexico, and it's basically a femicide, okay? I like the way Brother Richard was talking about security because 
I think they let this woman go from the police department in, in the city of Juarez because her husband was hounding, hounding the pavement in the neighborhood, talking to people, calling the police, and they let her go. And I just believe that if this is human trafficking tied to this, the police, like the sister was saying, the police don't want this on their purview. They don't want the newspapers to come out with the story, oh, all those pristine cops that have children at home and a wife and a sister and a mother, they were participating in running circles around that person over there that lives on First Street between, say, 5th Avenue and 7th Avenue. They don't want that. They don't want that. That's all bad. And if something happens to that person, Lauren, like you were suggesting, oh, either letters or calls or whatever, they don't want that on their on – their, because, see, if they get a complaint on their badge individually, they are not supposed to be promoted. And this is what we need to pay attention to, that if something happens as a result of them ignoring 100 calls from – said T.I., like myself, who was raped, drugged and raped, and other things that I won't go into, but they drugged me to court, saying that they were afraid of me because I was calling for help. Is that just preposterous? They're afraid of me, and I'm calling, and I'm a disabled woman. Are you kidding? That doesn't own a weapon. That's what I just wanted to marry in what you guys were talking about, Lauren, because these things um, can input, they never want pie on their face, so to say. You know what I mean? They never want, they can't afford that. They, these cops are making 100 You go follow the money because you know what? The city manager in the next city, they, that person makes $900,000 a year. Highest paid city manager in the whole state of California. And one of them got fired. The police chief ran everywhere and ran out of, they couldn't keep a police chief because of some of the stuff that's going on, you guys. And so they don't want it. And there are other individuals in the communities that do not want this stuff going on, and they see it. They see it more than we think. There's people that know. And that's what I want to say is I put my – put your name on the map. Call around to the more open-minded politicians that care about children, missing children. Start reading your paper. See who cares, who verbally is always what their baby is something out of the ordinary as far as what they love to help solve. Call that person. Sometimes these people have their number open. Call them at home. Don't bother them. Just be very professional and say, my name is this. I'm also interested in that cause you have. Then guess what you're doing? Like Richard's talking about, that's part of your security, though, because, see, if something happens to one of us, you have paved the way that, oh, that politician's going to be, wow, that person called me at home. You guys better go find that person. They're going to call in those smoke-filled rooms, they're going to get on the phone with each other. Oh, Cynthia's missing? Oh, really? 
didn't she call this mayor and that mayor and this congressperson and that congressperson? Just every blue moon, just call and say, hello, I'm a constituent. I care about this cause. They're going to be like, oh, okay, but they're going to maybe know you're one of those people that we're chasing around, but you're so nice and you're so professional. They can't say anything. But that, oh, my God, that's on a recorded line, and now that person somewhere down the line was Baker acted. You guys didn't listen to them. Now they're missing. They can't afford. That's why this thing is falling apart a bit, if not moderately, because they can't afford the repetitive failures. That's why the Baltimore Police Department, setting people up with fake guns, their head detective is now serving 10 years in prison, you guys. I'm setting people up on false crimes, which is what happens to many of us. I rest my case. Thank you, Lauren. Richard, do you have anything to add to that at all? I think that, um, you know, we've had groups say they're going to help us out and, and have healthy calls and, um, you know, have buddy lists, and then it falls apart and it falls apart. I don't know um, the answer. I think when we get serious, that's when it's going to stop. Well, oh, that is. Uh, I just opened up Gotham, so I want to see what she's going to say, too, bringing in. And, guys, we're going to close pretty soon, too. Gotham, you have a question? You just had your hand raised. New York? Hello, New York? Hi. I just had a quick uh, story since Lisa, it doesn't seem like she's able to get in. Uh, Lauren, you were talking uh, a few minutes ago about trafficking, and I just wanted people to be very open that it could be happening to them. Often the traffickers, by the time the traffickers show you that they are trafficking you, they may have been doing it for years. And there's probably women and men who they do it, they traffic, but they will never uh, show it. And one of the stories Lisa told me was that uh, for two years, she ne- her nails, her fingernails never grew, um, but they always looked trim, so she never had to uh, trim her nails. Then uh, one day she just, just suspected, well, maybe uh, people are coming in, even though there was no sign of it uh, on her body or um, anywhere except for her nails. Uh, she decided to barricade her door a different way so that um, there were objects along. um, It would be impossible to come in. You couldn't open the door. Before she'd put a large, she might have put a large object and it looked um, unmoved as though she figured no one came in. But um, immediately, immediately when she changed and she barricaded and she put objects all along the well, so the door definitely could not uh, be opened her nails immediately started growing, which indicated to her that for two years they were coming in because um, they they want to groom you, uh, your nails or your um, your nails or whatever. Sometimes uh, because they're filming you probably and trafficking you. Oh yeah, so, I want somebody uh, to know this. It's almost like the tap on the shoulder when we know that we're targeted individuals. We've been targeted, you guys. Uh, a lot longer than when they announced the full campaign. 
And I think when we talk about the, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. The same thing when we are, when they wake us up, you see, to start the campaign of stalking us, it's different as we delved into that e-author about in, entrainment is different than the actual stalking campaign. So Faye is absolutely right. When you, when you, when they wake you up, the traffickers that they're trafficking you, videotaping, pornography on the dark web, you have already been utilized. They're just. Why do you think they tell us now, Faye? What's the What is the purpose of letting us know? Well, in um, probably in Lisa's case as well as mine, I they started being quite vocal and uh, um, openly nasty when they know that you are divorced or living uh, away from a partner that you may have had or a roommate when they know you're legally alone and maybe estranged from your family or friends then then they will they'll try to be more open about it um another thing is that the public uh, the american public has not grasped at all that there is rampant tra- and growing trafficking and um they just think of other countries. If you remember, I remember um, a few decades ago hearing about Russia after the wall uh, was taken down, how Russia had so much crime and organized crime. Well, that's how we need to depict how America is becoming. Uh, oh, yeah. Because Americans just don't, it doesn't register to them that there's a lot of sex traf- uh, trafficking and other trafficking. And what Kim said was very interesting. I think it's true that asset stripping, uh, if they can do all this technology on us, they will, they will just want to asset strip any way they can, any way they can uh, foil us and, and blame us for it uh, is a way they can then get us thrown, um, get us uh, out of the way, and they can asset strip us and other people. Say, I'm thinking of the cutting of the nails. They're probably yeah. getting rid of DNA too, because if you're under the guise of a date rape drug or the one that you don't remember what you were doing, but that can, you can be totally active and moving around, the one from South America. Anybody know the name of that one? Where Copolavine, Devil's Breath. I mean, they probably want to take, like, any DNA that might be underneath your fingernails because you might grab somebody, you know, and their DNA is under your fingernails. So they probably cut Mm. your nails, God forbid, and clean them so that there's no DNA. Um, I believe it's called Scopolamine in Colombia, or street name is Devil's Breath. Yeah, it's also called a blundanga in Spanish. Yeah, Spanish, yeah. Wow. You're bloating. Wow. I know that my maintenance men were involved in this, and it was a huge company, management company, you guys. And this is the thing, is that uh, quickly, they were owned by foreigners, people linked to the university system, which was scary. And big money was coming from Washington. Actually, they were partnered up with Christopher Reeves' son, had signed over money from the Christopher Reeves Foundation to help veterans who were coming back from war with, like, prosthetics and things like that. It was really deep, this company, you guys. 
and I was just watching how these people were getting down, and they lied and said they weren't selling the property, a huge property, and watch out, you guys, uh, sorry, Lauren, for being vocal, but watch out if you are in an apartment complex that rents out daily apartments, okay? Because I saw so many prostitutes in my complex, and I have a friend that was a manager, and he said that the police were busted for running a prostitution ring off of his property, and he didn't know about it until later, that they were renting apartments and selling women and men in there. Be very careful. Well, the bad part about some of what's going on with targeted people is that we are already uh, sold. We've already been bought and sold. In what way, Richard, Lauren? In what way do you guys think we've been sold? I I mean, people are talking about the uh, net, um, uh, Wall Street, you know. um, Raw J is the lady on YouTube. Her name is R-A-I, and then the last initial is J as in Jack, okay? And she was talking about futures on uh, on Wall Street is where we're being, like, they're using huge insurance companies and then offing us and getting them money. Well, the insurance is one thing. Uh, the government experimentation that they're getting paid for on us is another thing. The organ trafficking is another thing. The sex trafficking, since that's the topic tonight, yes, uh, that that's uh, happening to a lot of us. There's a lot of ladies and I haven't heard many men, but uh, I know what they're capable of coming and going and doing and taking you places or taking control of you without you knowing what's going on. So all of it is possible, all of the above, uh, but it is a part. It is a part of the targeting. And, uh, well, maybe the light will shine on some exact answers, then maybe it won't. Maybe it'll end up being all of the above in the end. I mean, I, I, can I add a little thing to that? Hello? Go ahead. Oh, I just said um, that also I, um, is that there appear to be defense contracts involved for the torture or the experimentation or however they're calling it to the um, some loophole in the law, which you guys have probably already talked about, but um, I don't know the exact citation of the law or if it's just a precedent or something, but I had read that there was um, a case where there was a suspected terrorist who was um, being tortured and a, a higher court upheld the lower court's ruling that um, if you are suspected of terrorism, you can expect to be tortured. And so if they, some people say that we are put on a suspected terror watch list, a terrorist watch list, and that um, you know that's what, they, that's what allows them um, to put us under surveillance and then, you know, torture us because we're under surveillance. You know, one of the, a loophole somewhere in there. But um, there's probably uh, contracts here, and so I think it would be great to, you know, track these down. Recently, um, I was following an Air Force Research Lab um, con- uh, contract stuff that was online, and you can see where they were making bids and stuff. And so they were, 
you know, they had a short timeline for people to pr- make these proposals and stuff. So I don't, I don't know where we fit in exactly, but I think those are the kind of details that would be good to know, you know, is exactly where is the money changing hands? Where are there people getting money for this and government money for this and that? So anyway. Well, there are people working on that exact thing right now as we speak, and there are people that are getting their hands on government documents and uh, orders and grants and such that are leading uh, possibly to some of these contractors. So somewhere along the way, uh, they'll maybe, Uh hopefully, I pray, be able to do exactly what you said. The thing is, is they've got people that are actually betting on what you will do today when you get hit with the electromagnetic weapon. They're betting, uh, well, are the, are, is she going to blow up this time or is she going to uh, move right on without being uh, affected except the pain she's feeling or is she going to commit suicide? Is she going to be one of those uh, that commit suicide today? They even uh, are, and this is, I know a lot of people do not want to buy this, but they are actually prepping your body for the parts to be taken from you and removed and used uh, in other ways. In fact, some of the drugs and medications and such that are being put in some people's bodies are uh, cleaning out their organs or uh, he- making wow. their organs more healthy uh, or even even in some cases, believe this or not, putting uh, stuff into your organs so that when you do die or uh, something happens or you commit suicide, whichever the case, your organs will last longer and that's one oh. purpose for that's mm-hmm. one purpose for the microplasma and the nanobiology. For the what? Uh, it's called micro microplasma and nanobites. Nanos. Oh, microplasma. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, some oh. of some of the people out there are actually having their organs uh, medically stored inside them. You know, I saw I saw something where they have this new thing now. It was in at least Australia, maybe other places, but they have. Well, it was just something I I was worried about that there was a connection here that could be abused. But they had this um, um, some new vehicle or some new equipment possibly that they were going to put in like emergency vehicles or like um, paramedic uh, ambulance type vehicles, so that when someone dies, they can heart they can keep the organs like in condition to be. Um, uh, for organ donation or something like that, and it, it was um, I can't remember all the name of it, but do you understand they're they're kind of um, streamlining everything to make the organ donation work better or organ harvesting, that's, that's you know, right. perhaps that's work right. better. Yeah, they got huh? they got you, they got something that's exactly right. Right, and they're putting it in in the in the system with the med- the emergency medical system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. waiting. They're waiting for it. Yeah, yeah. In China, they have a whole system worked out. There are some Chinese doctors who are whistleblowers that live in America now, and one was working for a corporation. You can find this on YouTube. Um, He basically knew that something really wrong was going on in China. They said, oh, we're Chinese. We know the language. Let's 
start asking questions, and they knew that the 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 uh, activists in China were top of the list for organ donors, right? right? Did you see mm-hmm. this? It's a video that's on uh, YouTube, and um, he uh, talked. He has the actual phone calls of calling, like the organ societies and the universities. The universities, like where they do the surgery, he can call into their their department and ask them, oh, we heard that you have organs, you have fresh organs, like people walking around alive right now that you can harvest from them. So they have a whole system by where they're in contact with the, think of this, the jails, the prisons, where the... Somebody help me with the name of this activist, these people that are activists in China. Something Gong or Kong. Well, the Falun, like I was just talking about that, the Falun Gong practitioners. It's like kind of like a Qigong, like an energy uh, exercise they do. They went after them. Mm-hmm. They eat huh? very well. Their organs are pristine. Their bodies are pristine because they... they oh. Pack off. Right. They don't eat certain kinds of food. There and they are harvesting live now. These Chinese whistleblowers in America have like a little organization, and they sit there on their off hours, and they get on computers and they find out all the information about this incredible crime going on. That they are actually have people on hold, and so the number one places in the world for organ traps. Um, organ transfers, like what do you call that? Organ, um, a donation, organ, not donation, but organ, oh. um, where you get an organ put in. Tra- you. Transplant, transplants, transplants. Number two places in the world is China, and then Chicago. Oh my God, Holman Park. Holman Park. And they, what is Holman? What? Um, George Webb had an episode where he was talking about Holman Park, how they were taking these poor I, uh, people, I remember, uh, in Holman right. Park. And they were, it actually, I think, I think he might have said that they were gang stalked and that they were being attacked with directed energy weapons, one or the other or both of them. But it was in that episode, and it was when I was watching these episodes that early on in my life after my overt targeting started that um, my phone started uh, all of a sudden turning on and off and the volume's going up and down haywire. And, like, they, I got the, um, the idea they did not want me watching that video. It was so detailed, but that he had a whole thing on it. It's called Holman Square, and the background of Holman Square, uh, yeah, okay. I just, you know, Holman Square, Holman Park. It's all Holman, and it's disgusting. Oh, maybe okay. it's Holman Square. I used to actually yeah, live there in, in, in Chicago. Oh, okay, Holman Square. Really? Really? Yeah, I'm from Chicago, yeah. <laughs> but I'm so in Minneapolis know. now, but I'm from Chicago. So, yeah. um, Do you know the background of Holman Square quickly? That's I can't remember which neighbor. Which neighborhood is that? Where was that? I, at? I don't know. I don't know. So, but this is the thing. Guess what? They were corralled. Holman Avenue on the west side. It's on the west side. Is it on the west side, Lauren? Yeah, on the west it's on the west side. Okay. They used the to have a stop at Holman, Holman, thirty-two, thirty-four hundred west. The background okay. Holman Square is that is university either the U, U of Chicago or Chicago State or whatever you want to call it. University of Chicago, that is their actual buildings and grounds, okay? <gasps> yes, it is. 
I and almost went to that school. I almost went to that school. Yeah. And, 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 this, ma'am, yeah. and furthermore, it's tied into the old school Department of uh, Nuclear Something, okay, which is one the TI Fermi, out of... The Fermilab? The Fermilab? I'm not quite okay, sure sorry. what you're talking okay. about. Okay, sorry. Okay, you mean a government department? It is a government department. It's okay. tied to atomic energy, like with the bombs that were created, supposedly. And then what happened was they did not use that neighborhood to do the testing. They were going to open up a, a site in, like, the 40s, 50s, or 60s. They moved it to guess where? Tennessee or Kentucky. And there is so much cancer where they put that 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 uh, testing ground, okay, and the factory in Tennessee or whatever, they were going to have it smack dab in the middle of Chicago, and they decided against it. So they're using that for something. If you if you don't believe that they couldn't go down to Tennessee or whatever and cause a bunch of cancer, here they are. They're in Home and Square taking people, and five thousand people have disappeared. Rest my case. Oh my gosh. Yeah, look into the history of stuff. You know what? The University of Chicago, where Justice for Kanika happened, those hotels near the airport, and that's by where you said Kanika. Kanika Jenkins. Kanika Jenkins who lived over there. Um, she's from the southwest side or southeast side of Chicago, and there's a bunch of girls going missing as we speak over there. Okay. And this is the thing is that they had, in the late 1800s, they had somebody who was akin to Jack the Ripper. He had a hotel, and guess what he was doing? He was absconding off with the people that checked in, and he was giving those bodies to the University of Chicago. So what do you think was happening at Home and Square, and what do you think was happening at the Crown Plaza with these the girl found in the freezer? And there's like a whole bunch of different girls all looking the same in that party, all wearing the same color clothes. And they said there were a number of females that disappeared in that hotel. And they say oh. that that kitchen that's unused looks like it could prep a whole lot of bodies. And they're looking at the, um, the 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 videos, and they're finding that they have been tampered with. And there's a couple yes, I saw pieces. that. Yes, a couple. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. So I'm sorry, Lauren, but this is. I just mm-hmm. feel like we're on ice, you guys. That's what I feel. I really do, because my doctor, my gynecologist, was like, I had an issue, right? But it's coming probably from being pointed at these weapons, right? So I've got things that need to come out, and he's talking about, um, well, what if I nick a kidney? I'm like, what if you nick a kidney? Uh, or has he lost his mind? When I went back in there, you guys, I was so angry, I I could have spit nails. And excuse me, everyone, never... we're going oh, to be closing, sorry, in a few minutes. So I'm going to open up some people that want to talk. And for that matter, okay. just open everyone up to get a chance to talk. Everyone's open. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay? Everyone's open. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. Sorry, you Lauren. Yeah, Lauren? Okay. Yes, I'm Lauren. I'm like huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, again, okay. Um, I think um, I know what the, the lady's talking about. 
I was um I saw a documentary and stuff on a on um a guy that was like a serial killer in um Chicago. All right, and he had a big house or a big hotel or something, and they got secret passageways and stuff like that. I think I know what you're talking about. Was that, was yeah. that by the way, Gacy in the eighties? Was that Gacy? No, not Gacy. No, this guy was back in the 1800s. Oh, I apologize. Wow. Yeah. We even had the poverty, you guys. Nothing's new in this time. It's always been bad, guys. Wow. Okay, there's a background noise. Go ahead and mute yourself, guys, if you have noise. Wow. Yeah, well, I'm, out, I'm outside. I'm outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a note on what um, the two women were saying earlier. Um, there is a connection with this, but it seems like how we're getting um, shipped in the hospital. I did an interview on Mixed on this, how these terminal apps, how we're being connected with this, and they can find us anywhere they want to through the Skynet. This might be what Dick Gregory was talking about, where all of a sudden we just disappear, and they could be looking at us to just, you know, when they need this organ, they can find you anytime, anywhere. What is your name? Kim. Please. Kim? Guess what? Skynet was involved with that pig farm up in British Columbia. And then they absconded off with all those computers and they killed all those prostitutes at that pig farm. Yep. yep. Donald Marshall was talking about that, wasn't he? Who was? Donald Marshall. Probably. And Abel Danger. Abel Danger. Yeah. And Skynet, guess what Skynet is? Skynet. Is China linked to China and the Ing family? Lovely. Yeah, and I think we're just covered with Chinese forces right now. They, they pretty much already have been given this country. Whoever has a TV on, that is so rude. <laughs> Please don't. We need not. We need not to forget about the cannibalism. Too. There's cannibalism going on. Now. Who has the TV on, you guys? Please don't do that to this call. Lauren worked so hard. Hi, guys. We're opening. We're gonna just uh, gonna open up the ones. Definitely, guys that don't have the background noise. Sorry about that. I tried. You guys, the Ng family was the two guys up in the California mountains that had the women locked down in cabins or something, taking what? Videos of them, okay? Killing them, videos, and that snuff film. Um, does. Okay, opening up everyone. So far, if we don't have background noise, you guys, now you see why I don't open everybody up. Is everybody seeing why? Yeah, that was my bad. I thought I was muted. I'm sorry. It's Lynette. So, yeah, human trafficking. Well, today has been an interesting day. The guy that hired those people to bash my head open is trying to contact me. And I believe he's just trying to get a location on me, and I'm really fucking scared. I'm sorry, Lynette. I'm sorry about that, Lynette, but you didn't know your TV was gone, Miss Lynette. Because I wouldn't fall for his hoovering, that's what it's called when your fucking narcissist um, 
try to suck you back in for more abuse. It's called hoovering. It's a real clinical term. Uh, anyways, he, he was trying to hoover me, and I wouldn't go for it. And then so he went back to fucking stupid bitch and blocked me, which is really doing me a good favor because Stockholm Syndrome is a bitch. And I'm really struggling today. Like, I mean, when I ask people, what, give me one reason why I shouldn't go after my perp. And the only thing they can say is, well, you'll end up in prison. Well, I mean, I'm already in prison. I'm, I'm really beat up today. Like, this is, it's making me angry. How is it that this man can just keep reaching out to me? I can't serve him with a fucking restraining order because, because um, I don't have an address on him. And he's like a vagrant, so he's all over the country. And he'll just pop up whenever he wants. He's got me on a fucking snap map or whatever. I don't know how he's doing it. I know it's a it's an app or something, an app that he has. He doesn't even have my number. He's doing it through Facebook. Somehow. Wait, Facebook excuse me. You mean are you you mean Snapchat? Yeah. Well, Snap. No, Snap Maps is part of Snapchat. Oh. I don't know if you know about this, but it's already been. They've already put warnings out because. Um, pred- predators are using this app to kidnap children because they can see, like, when oh the kid is walking. Listen, they can see when the kid is walking alone or when they're walking with their friends because it, like, shows all your friends, like, just, like, on a map. Like, they're, you know, they're little, it's like cartoon faces, but. I, I talk with my to... little relatives on Snapchat because all the little girls, the young girls yeah. use it. Well, Snapchat is the leader in the surveillance technology they're using against us. So while you're thinking it's a fucking cute little app, it's the same app they're using to target us. And fucking well, Lynette, Maybe you could, like, get rid of your droid for a minute and, like, go to a phone that is, like, a throwaway phone for a couple of days, every other two, three days. See, that's where, uh, you know, droid. that's where the ignorance comes in. It's not, they're, they're not only tracking you through your phone. They're using remote neural monitoring, so they don't even need, like, as soon as you go and buy a phone or whatever, they've got that number because they can mm-hmm. hear and see what you see well, and hear. So so while you mm-hmm. guys think, so why blame, like, they so, Lynette, why blame the phone then? If, it's, if you already know it's remote neural monitoring, then let's talk about R&M then. Let's not talk about that, the Snapchat and everything yeah. else. Even though what I'm does. saying is that, I'm saying that they use all the tools, not just remote neural monitoring. Those those Snapchat, like, you know, everyone everyone even puts their kids on there, and they don't even think twice about, and I'm just bringing up that it's playing a role in the in the um, trafficking. Yeah. Because Sometimes you have to do something scary so that he'll leave you alone, don't you know? Uh, Lynette, there's a, there's a name that you can look up on YouTube. His name is Michael Sweeney, S-W-E-E-N-E-Y. But Michael Sweeney has started a place, a camp, a home for people that are being targeted that bad. I'm not sure exactly where he is, but I do remember running across it. So if you can Well, do be careful where you go. You be careful where you go and really check people out, like you said, Richard, okay? Because well, not everybody straight. is for this, everybody. This guy, yeah, well, this guy's straight. I've already checked. No, he's not because he chased me around, okay? 
on the net. So that's my experience. Yeah, he was. I've had. I have him blocked yeah, every which way possible. But if it works for somebody else, it'll work for somebody else. You know what well, I mean? Well, I'm not really trying to go to any TI home or anything. I don't know how that's going to help me in my situation, but that's not what I what I need. The advice that I need that's not really going to help me. But um, I appreciate you giving me advice. But um, it's like. See, they they want you to pay attention, though, and when you don't give them what they want, that makes the, you win. You win. When oh you don't yeah, you know what he called? Can can I tell you what this fool had enough nerve to ask me if he could pay me to bring drugs across the country? Like I should have recorded it. Like I don't understand why these cops. You know when I made the report about him coming to bash my head open and conspiracy to commit armed robbery, you know, and now he got, he got arrested for possession of guns in Georgia. And that, and now he's like stressed trying to come up with money for a lawyer to beat his case. And I hope they send him to prison. I hope he goes straight to prison, you guys. Well, maybe you should make a call to the judge because you can do that, you know. And you yeah, I wish I know. knew what court. I wish I knew what court. I was online. If anybody has um, that app where you can look up somebody's background, please tell me because I want you to look up the case and see where it is. Um, do you have a full name? He, of course, his name is right, Charles. Right. So what you do? My, is, my you, do you know what name is Charles Charles You have no idea. Ford. How do you know he's going to court if you don't know where he is? Because he's, he was, a, I just told you, he reached out to me today to try to get me, to ask me to, to drive drugs across country for him. And I told him to fuck off. And, and, um, and so he, he called me a stupid bitch and blocked me. But before okay. that, he told me that he's stressed because he got busted with a gun in Georgia and some weed. And in Georgia, weed is not legal, and guns and weed make it, um, uh, uh, what is it called, um, a special um, enhancement, they call it, enhancement. So he, I guess he's stressed trying to get a lawyer to pay for his case. Well, that enhancement in the southern states where weed is not legal is heavy-duty prison time. So well, I if you know fun. that in Georgia... Lynette, if you know what's you know what? I'm going to tell you right now, I've talked a lot of stuff on these lines about not believing in God, but if, if they send him to prison, then that will renew my faith in God. But that's what it would take for me to see God in okay, action. Okay, but you're answering otherwise, your own question. You're answering your own question, sister, with all the highest respect, is that you're thinking this happened in Georgia, and then you just start honing in on the crime and um, the person. You can go to mugshop.com because he got busted somewhere. He got busted in um, a, a station, in a sheriff's station or in a police station. And so they, they he's got a mugshot. So you well, no, find I out. And find then he, what? I tried to find it today. I couldn't find it. But sometimes the net goes crazy, you know, so you have to just wait a couple hours or a couple, a couple days and just get, if he's that dumb, which he sounds like he's really stupid. So he's people really that stupid. are like that, people that are like that, just let, just you know what to do, sister. I'm a sister, okay? People are dumb. They will tell you everything. If you just kind of go a different route, like he wants to talk sexy, 
do a little of it, even though it's grossing you the fuck out, okay? And just find out where he is. He's probably dumb enough to tell you what hotel he's staying in, okay? And then that just lets you know where he is. And then you go over there and you start making phone calls because you find out what where the court case is going to go on because he's probably that dumb enough. He's he's stalking you, right? And he likes you, right? So he wants <clears throat> he wants you to know about him probably. And if you feel sorry and show a little empathy, even though you can't stand the very breath that he takes and wish he took no more, um, he's dumb. He sounds really dumb. And so he's going to tell you, and then you're going to get the information, and then you're going to call the judge, and you're going to write a letter. Oh, yeah, he's dumb, all right. He stole, He pushed me out of my car and stole my car and ran out of gas. Okay. Well, all you care about is sweet-talking him enough to get him to tell you where that court case is going on, and then you go for the juggler. Then you start calling maybe the the warden of the jail, and then, like, the judge, and then, like, the clerk of the court who has the power, okay? The clerk of the court is more well, powerful. Well, anybody on here has that app where you can look up someone's name and get that information, will you please let me know because I really want to know? But I'm telling you what, who has the power. The judge really doesn't have the power. It's the clerk of the court. It's under the Queen of England, okay? The lawyers don't even have as much um, power as the clerk of the court. So you call the clerk of the court, which probably is a woman, okay? And that's, you got to use what your mama gave you. You're a brain. So you call the clerk of the court and you run him into the ground. You tell him exactly what he's been doing and how he's scaring the hell out of you and how he's a bother and a menace to society, and then guess what? The clerk of the court is over the judge. So when he goes to court, he's going to be like, I didn't do it. Um, That was somebody else's weed. The other person did it. The judge is going to be like, no, and they're going to think in their mind, "Uh uh-uh, because the clerk was talking to some female that he's harassing after death, okay? And they're going to say, no, 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 let's listen. Let's, let's, let's talk about this a little bit more. And, um, you know, he's probably dumb and he'll probably mess up. And so, um, but if he doesn't, still, the clerk's going to have your testimony. And you might even write it to the district attorney and the clerk in writing what this guy is doing on a daily. Okay? Because you're going to find out that he's going to tell you. And you just go down those roads and you see what happens. He's never going to get out. He'll never, they'll, they'll slam, slam the book at him if you get the right clerk. I thought, right. I thought you could carry, I thought you could openly carry in, in Atlanta, Georgia. Like having a gun is not a big deal, but I guess I'm wrong. Depending on what you, look, what, what the enhancement is, I'm guesstimating, is that he had the weapon with the weed, and it's probably not fully legal, the weed, and it depends on how much weed he has. It depends on what kind of gun he has, okay, and what else he was doing. And this helps other people, though. This helps you guys, whoever's listening, this helps other people because we all get these kind of things thrown at us. These weird are the next combat. Yes, sir. Yeah. Who's speaking? Hello? Well, thank you for that info. I appreciate that. 
You're welcome, Lynette, because I can't stand people like that because I find ex-convicts just opened the door for me to go into a to a I mean, uh, I think, a, a, I think, auto parts store. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something, and this is really serious. I really think they're trying to make me a Manchurian candidate. And all bullshit aside, if I end up in prison, just know that, like, I fucking stood up for myself. That's all the fuck I got to say. Have you seen the movie Monster? You know what? And now I understand. She was a T.I., dude. She yeah. was a T.I. Sure was. Probably. You know, dude, you know how many times she got raped, raped by fucking powerful people in the community that were like cops and different fucking people before she became a serial killer? Mm-hmm. She snapped. That's what happened with her. She fucking snapped. And that's why I feel like they're doing to me. They're trying to make me snap. You know what? I mean, she wasn't. She wasn't so snapped in the end, though, when they interviewed her at that prison. She oh was yeah, she was like, she's like, yeah, I'd fucking do it again. No, she was yep. saying more than so, I'd do it again. She was saying, well, what about the electrical currents in the in the prison? She was talking about technology being used against. Oh them. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but you know the way the way they portray her is like she's just crazy, you know. Well, they did it to her. They're the ones, the Masons and all the Rosicrucians and all that up there in Wisconsin or Michigan or whatever that had her grandfather raping her and selling her, and her parents were messed up and everything else, and her grandparents were raping every kid that their, her parents put in their under their their purview, right under their jurisdiction. Their guardianship, so her brother raped her, okay? I mean, I don't want to trigger anybody, please. I love you all. Yeah, I didn't know all okay. that. Oh, yeah, go look. Go look. They, I didn't know all that. I thought she, I thought she just got raped by tricks. Oh, no, they started from first out of the womb, honey, please. From the womb to the tomb. Yes. You know what's really strange that... Um, you know, the the black lady that was my, my perp a couple weeks ago, right, she triggered me one day real bad. It hurt my head for two days because she, she was saying about how any female that gets raped, she doesn't have sympathy for them if they're prostitutes. And I was just, like, tripping, like, because it shocked me to hear a woman say that, like, just, just because well, you, you know. You, there's a lot of different kinds of prostitution in the world, right? People lay next right. to people why, every and day. That's why it shocked me because this wasn't. <laughs> Wives and husbands can be prostitutes. Uh, people working for corporations can be prostitutes. There's all kinds of prostitution. Right. You get a paycheck, you're probably having to do things for it. But Let me ask you something. If a guy invites me over and I have to sit next to him naked, but he doesn't touch me or he doesn't, I don't do any oral or anything like that, but I have to sit there and sit there naked while he smokes crack, would you consider that prostitution? Why are you asking that, though? Why are you asking? Because it's like people define, you know, like, there's no really de- de- defining it. There's no boundaries when you're in that life. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I, I was so lost, you guys. I mean, I was just so lost. I didn't know. Like, I was just a little girl that was left in the street that got stuck in that, you know? 
sorry to hear that. And, and I'm just grateful that even though the whole world pointed the finger at me and put me in a box like, oh, she's a junkie or she's this, and I was none of those things. All, all I was was just a survivor. I didn't even look, think look, of myself look, look, as a... Look, look, Nat, look, this is the drill. Look at all those corporate, those 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 uh, executives in Hollywood that have been raping those kids for all these generations. They got down with Shirley Temple, okay? But they are all, they're getting a check, and there are these moguls, and they're wonderful, well and wonderful. Nobody is perfect. Nobody is You know the good the ship person. lollipop? You know that yeah. song? You know the, the song, The Good Ship Lollipop? Yeah, I bet. I can imagine. Do you know that song is all about satanic worship? I bet it is. So who's better than anybody else then, right? And you have people getting imprisoned on weed charges that now every state in the nation is trying to legalize it, right? But you have all these people been sitting there for decades. And they're not about ready to let them out, neither hardly. Hopefully hopefully when they pull them over, the weed was bagged up because they'll they'll be charging them with sales, and you ain't getting off of no sales charge in fucking (laughs) Georgia. And if he's such an asshole, right, he deserves it. Mm -hmm. He's Um, a real creepy guy. Well, they know where they want you, don't you, Lynette? They want me. They, I I believe they want they want me to go kill my perp and go to prison. They either want you in a mental institution or jail or dead or all of the above. But turn down the TV, Who's got the TV? Who's got the TV? Who's got the TV? It's a business now. But the pharmacy is one making money. I just feel a strong sense. Turn off that TV, please. With me, they don't don't want me to nut house. They want me to do it. They want to see if they can make me a Manchurian candidate. Yeah, well, as bad as they are, you don't want to be in their hands. I learned about the three rules. You guys know about the three rules? I know the three the rules for this call is turn off all background noise. Anybody who's doing that, turn it off, please. Because people don't want that in their ears. It's not me. I promise you it's not. I think I might have called twice. And if this light is blue, Terrible. Go ahead, Richard. I'm sorry. I guess you're well, getting perfect again. Well, I just wanted to say that the young lady, the baddest things are, you don't want to give in to them and meet them and talk to them and go to them. You can't trust any of them. As bad as it is out here by ourselves, this is where we have to be is out here by ourselves. But the connections we make amongst each other is our salvation. And we're here to try to work on that and move forward to help each other. And that's, uh, uh, you know, as I said earlier, the people around us might not be suited for me, uh, might not be suited for someone else, but somewhere along the way, uh, there are those that will connect that are suited for each other that can help each other. 
I don't know. Maybe I have a bad attitude, but I don't think anyone can help me. I, I think I'm pretty much, it's either help myself or die. Well, you start with I don't yourself. Really... You start with yourself, and then you try this one, and if that don't work, you try another one, and you try another one. But you don't give up, and you don't go to these other people and mess with them, because if you do, they're going to put you somewhere where you don't have any choice at all again. You've been there. You don't want to go back. And good luck to you. Purping your uh, call or what? I, I think so. I think we've been perped for the last 30 or 40 minutes. I kept hearing noises and stuff going on. So, yeah, it's probably perped. And uh, somebody's watching TV instead of listening to the show. But uh, I think it's anyway. New Jersey. Has anybody, did anybody get through at the thing with Kevin Christian? Did anybody hear anything out there? Has anybody had any contact with David Atkins since they chased him into the woods? Because it's been, it's been a couple weeks since I talked to him, and, and I really think something bad happened to him and the other T.I., because I would think, listen, wouldn't if they had two TIs, right, that were on the run together, wouldn't they Wouldn't they want to have a double kill, like take them both out, you know, if they're both targeted well, if, for death? Well, if one of them was ready to be killed, yes, but not necessarily the other. They might just take the other and, and keep him or, or send the other back. Telling this crazy story that nobody's going to believe. They, they, they're not stupid people. They may run out of gas in your car. Well, they chased both of them into the woods, and neither one of them has been heard from since. Oh, okay. Well, it's happening all over the country. We're missing a T.I. We have a gentleman that is always on the calls. His name is Kevin Christian. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, he got picked up and locked up, and they got him in jail. And that's what I'm telling you. That's, that's where they want you. They want you where they can control you and any way they can manipulate you or get you on audio or video talking about whatever, they can use it against you. You know, I don't know if you've seen these guys around here in front of people's houses. You're trying to sweet talk. I'm going to mute myself because there's a, there's going to be some dog barking, so I'm going to mute myself, okay? Every block, we be by house. I just get nothing. And I said, it's because of this new, this new thing over there. I don't know what they're going to put on there. It's just, every place, all through here, every block got that three, four times. 
out of cash. That's actually somebody talking, it sounds like. It is. Somebody's talking or, well, it could be a TV. That's what I was saying. Hello? Hello? Hi, this is Feather again. Um, I don't know if you guys want another um, uh, weird story that um, I don't know what these people are up to with me, but long story short, um, first, about a month ago, a guy walked up, uh, was blocking my way in a grocery store, and um, as I was trying to get out of his way with my little cart, he goes, going to get rid of you. And um, I was really freaked out, but they won't, you know, they're the guy, the owner of the store is acting like they can't see anything on the video or whatever. And um, so, but anyway, then starting last year, somebody has been using my phone number to open up retail account, loan account, bank account, excuse me, mortgage account recently now. And um, so then... Um, around April or May, and then now, about a week ago, I got a call from a North Carolina police uh, sheriff, supposedly, saying that they were an investigator um, from over there. And um, they were asking me, and I stupidly answered the phone the other day because I was sleeping at a wrong, a weird hour in the day, and um, I didn't, I didn't take the precaution, and I talked to the guy, thinking that, it, you know, all of a sudden I'm thinking I'm talking to a cop. And they're asking me my height and my weight, telling me her height and weight. Um, anyway, this is an ex-con, by the way, who's committed grand theft before, and they get arrested, like, every year in Florida for something, some kind of scare. I, I don't know what. Well, let me stop you right there and just tell you something. You do not and are not legally bound to help any investigator in their investigation. In other words... You can literally say, "Well, okay, well, good luck with that, and bye." That's it. Yeah, um, yeah, I did, I did the wrong thing, but and he also asked me. He's like, "Why does your voice sound funny?" And I said, "I'm just trying to figure out what they were up to, or if they were just trying to mess with me and upset me." And he says, "Why does your voice sound funny?" I said, "I just woke up. I was, you know, up late, and I took a drink of water." And he's like, "Well, what were you?" And I said, "I was on the phone." And he says, "Uh, he says, who were you talking to?" Some guy you met on the internet. It was like it was really weird. It was getting creepy, you know. Well, well, and then near the end of wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, dear. The thing about it is, is it, this might be a perp. It it may not even be a cop. No, no, I know. That's what I'm about to tell you. Is that so? That's what happened. And then he kept he kept saying, "I'm just trying to release you from the case." And then near the end, and I don't know what he said. And then so the next day, I called down to the station, and this lady, um, they told me, "Oh yeah, we have a." They said there was a guy by that name in, like, um, I don't know, the department or something, and then the detective unit. So they transferred me to the detective unit, and um, this lady tells me uh, that they have, um, she said that they had a guy in the police department, because this was a sheriff's office. She said, yeah, we have a guy by that name in the police department, and she says, but, um, you know, that's a different number. I said, well, tell me this. 
could someone be calling from the sheriff, could a sheriff's deputy be calling me from the police number? Or no, no, could a police, someone from the police department there be calling me from the sheriff's number? She goes, well, sometimes they will call from that number. She goes, but it would be the jail. So that's kind of odd right there. So she says, well, and then she goes, well, what's the name? And I give her the name because I'm getting alerts on my phone with this person's, other person's name. And then I told her, she goes, oh, she goes, we have, we have uh, charges pending against that person or something like that. We have a case against this person. So then she goes, you know what? She goes, that's Detective so-and-so. That's, he's the one handling the case. So let me transfer you over there. So I leave a message, and the next day he calls me back. And he's, you know, he's telling me a little bit different than she told me. And he says, no, if that was one of our um, detectives, they would say they would call themselves detective or deputy or something else. He goes, that sounds to me like that was a spoof call. And so, um, and then he tells me, though, that they don't have a case against her, which was, I thought was, and then, and he tells me that um, you can file a, a report with your local police department, which, of course, I don't really want to, you know, you I don't, don't leave my house much. I don't, right. don't want to go down there alone. What? Well, you don't have any reason to. Somebody's just calling you. The thing about well, it no, is. Well, no, I think it's attempted identity theft, but then he says that's not identity theft if they're just using your phone number, and then um, and then he says, well, the FBI, because I said, well, the, the other officer told me I could call the FBI when I asked her, and he says, well, that they wouldn't get involved unless it was hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of, of stolen property or something. They're not, they have a well, threshold. The only, and the, so only anyway, way I know to, the only way I know to try to put it to you, and, and I'm sure you're not finished with your story. If you want to finish, go ahead. Oh, no, that's all. I was just so basically, um, you know, I feel like I do need to make some kind of a report because something shady is going on because this guy clearly knew her. Well, no, I don't know if he knew her because when I told the de- the, the uh, sheriff's deputy or the detec- detective, he said, no, well, that's the, not her weight. Well, here's the bad huh? part of that. Here's the bad part. In order for you to file a report, you got to put your signature on something. And you really don't want to do that. You don't want to put your... See, we're all being hurt, and even by the police, they are definitely in on it. An investigator is going to come to your house. He's not really going to call you anyway. And if you talk to him on the phone... Yeah, I don't want him to come to my house. Mm-hmm. Well, you're giving away your rights by talking to him at all. You heard the thing about uh, you have a right to remain silent, anything you can and say... Uh, say will be used against you in the court of law. So, so even after I made the first mistake, I should never should have called to talk to that second that other detective. Well, the bottom line of it is, in layman's terms, the best way I know how to put it to you as a targeted person in whatever manner you're targeted in is the more you stay away from them, the better you get at it or avoiding uh hospitals, doctors, and even authorities, police, the the less you have contact with them, the better off you're going to be because the whole agenda is to tie you in, to wrap you up, put put you in a package and put a big old bow on you and deliver you either to the jails, to the mental organizations, or Richard, whoever, Richard, yeah. you cracking me up. <laughs> Put you in a box with a big old. Pole. 
I'm sorry. I am so sorry. <laughs> Who's that speaking? Is that long? Cindy in Sacramento. Oh, Cindy. All right, Cindy, are you the one that said that you knew Chicago or were from Chicago? I didn't. I couldn't identify the other voice earlier. No, I'm not. No. Okay, I didn't know who that was or if that was just all Lauren. Okay. So California right. is crazier here. It's a top. Okay. I'm sorry, Richard. You're crack up. And yeah, it's, yeah, he has a way with words. Well, <laughs> I was just trying to put it. Just trying to put it in layman's terms for the ladies to yeah. stay away from I'm people. sorry, you guys. Okay. So to stay away who knows? from the I mean, people yeah. until before they get hold of you in whatever form or fashion and well, send you away. But they're using Thank they're using my phone number and that, that Best Buy account, there was a second person that opened an account under my phone number. Only they used some they didn't use they used their own payment. To order something. Well, they're doing they're doing a different and type of cloning. Everybody thinks of cloning as a second body or second person, when in fact they're creating a realistic person and using your name, your credit, your identification, and whatever, uh, doing crimes and doing loans and mortgages and all the other things. And when in fact it's not you at all, it's someone else. They they're cloning you and your life and they're going to try to tie Well, I need to find a way to protect myself in case for whatever they're up to with this. The only thing going on in America that is trustworthy is LifeLock. That's what somebody else actually told me. Well, call LifeLock. He was a LifeLock. professional, told me LifeLock. That's right. Call LifeLock and, and throw them out there and document uh, everything you can that connects you to a particular place or a, 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 a person or location or something that they can't trace uh, without you being able to say, no, I was right here, I was with this person, as far back as you can. And uh, a lot of people, if they uh, somebody did a reverse search on the Internet of my phone number and mine came up the same way. I've got credit card companies calling me all the time. I've got cruise ship places calling me saying, yeah, we hope you enjoyed your last cruise. We want to extend a, a, a discount on your next one. Oh, my gosh. I, I haven't been on any kind of cruise. And, uh, you know, it's just it's, Oh, yeah, I got, an, I got an email. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I got an email about my food deliveries, and I never had any food deliveries. Right. Well, I've got email. I got uh, some notifications from Google that my codes in my phone had been changed and asked me that I know anything about it. I, I reported back, no, I, I don't know anything of that. And Google sent me a map of, of showing me the location that the codes were changed. And it was in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm in North Carolina and have not been out of the state for months. And, uh, well, somebody hacked the phone, and they've got a, I've got a profile in here uh, that belongs to somebody in Atlanta, Georgia, and yet I'm paying the phone bill. So, uh, they, Kevin, they says that Atlanta, Kevin says Atlanta is plagued with those remote neural monitoring gangs. It is. Well, it's plagued with perps. It, it, the whole country yeah. is plagued with perps. And, well, my concern with your 
story is that, well, they're out to line you up, and you should probably take a little time to learn your amendment rights. And the fifth one is to remain silent whenever you're approached by the cops, just like the young lady a while ago, uh, talking about talking to people about uh, moving drugs across the country and stuff like that. That, that's enough to get her put away right there. That's suspicion. And uh, if she talks to the wrong people and gets hooked up with the wrong people, they'll, well. Is it a good idea to change my number? Because someone said change my number, but I don't yes, think that's a good yes, idea because change. this is my number. And if I change my number, I run away from the problem. And then, well, you know what I mean? Well, no, no, no. Be smart. Go ahead change the number. Not only that, change phone services. Go to a different company. And change, and yeah, I've I've been I've been at one phone company for four and a half months, and I've changed my number three times. You can change it every month if you like. Yeah, but I, I have yeah. yeah I know I just I have paperwork. I have all kind of paperwork because I'm in the Safe at Home program. Like I have all this stuff I have to do, and everybody has to be notified of my new number. But I understand, but that's part of why I haven't done it yet. But um, and name, I like man? my phone company. Well, can I say something? What is I don't understand why you say changing your number. It's like it, it doesn't work. I mean, all you're doing is paying to change your number. They they still got you. Like, as soon as you give the phone company, whatever phone company, and they're all connected and they're all bowing down to the FCC, which is the, the um, you know, like these Air Force perps, as fucking Ryan would say. You know, um, you know they, they can bypass... They can bypass all that. Like, I don't understand. Like changing your well, number. Infra, it doesn't, it calls, infra, they it doesn't can bypass calls. it with infraguard and stuff. They all they're all well, it doesn't it doesn't cost a dime to change my phone number. Yes, it and is. It, well some companies they do charge you to change your what phone number. What is the lady's number. name, Lynette? What is your name, the soft spoken lady? What's her name? The one that was talking about Mine? the ID test. Yes, you. Oh my name I go by Feather. Hi, Feather. How you doing? Hi. Okay. How are you? What's your name again? What state are you in? I'm in Minnesota. Minnesota. Okay. I'm sorry that's happening to you. Oh, thank you. It's just like I don't. I feel like changing my number. You know, I'm running away from the problem. Feather, let me tell you. It might make me look even more. Can I tell you, please, Feather? Yeah. Feather, look, look. I already know who did who called bank and ordered two fake credit cards in Spanish, okay? <laughs> and I really don't want to say too much in my apartment, okay? But I know who did it. You always know who did it. It's probably the next door neighbor, okay? Probably somebody on that street or in your complex that's doing this. Because I know that a few of them are doing it here. And I wish they would keep on going because I'm going to march right into the manager's office and say, look, you need to get a hold on these people that you let live here a little bit. Or there's other I know ways my building, to do it. Mm-hmm. There's other my ways building to do is loaded it. with perks. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. So they're, they're but, getting, I mean, the, only, they're getting your mailbox. Wait, but this was happening before I moved in this apartment. This was happening way last summer, and I didn't move in here until November. Exactly, um, exactly. Right. But it's, and, called, right. it's called Russian roulette of perps. They're all over the place. They could be doing it across the country. Well, actually, 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 one second. You, um, 
change your number if you want to, but don't run. Don't keep changing your numbers. They'll always find out. There's no place to run. Understand the system of this program. It is indoctrinated uh, just about um, five to one more perps than actual victims. We are infested, littered with perps. From the corner, from the corner in our in our complex, that's the Pookie and Boo Boos, and it goes all the way up higher houses. There, there are more of them than us. That's what I believe. I do. Well, if if I could have finished. I was only going to tell the baby that it would give her momentarily, momentarily a little piece with her phone and give her some time to uh, backtrack some things to try to set up some blocks and, and figure out where it's coming from. But if she's going to go to live block, one of the first things they're going to do is change those just to get the temporary uh, piece. Thank on you. They're going to change what? Gonna, well, if you if you decide to change the phone, it'll take them a little while to come back up with all the connections to your stuff. They've already got your information. There's nothing you can do about that. But if yeah. we give you some peace on the phone, and the company LifeLock will even suggest that you change it long enough for them to be able to wait and watch to see who comes back in after your new number. You know, I think um, you want to know what a police officer told me? A lady police officer, whistleblower cop, okay, that wrote a report on another cop for me, all right? Seriously. She said, you don't have to call the cops all the time. You don't have to answer the phone all the time. You don't. She said, call customer service. So you should be dealing with your credit card company, okay, or whatever it is, they have customer service. You need to get it all documented. Make sure that you document because you can call them all day long every day, okay, and not get carted off to jail and, and crazy wards, okay? So, and and the, the perps don't want that, okay? They don't want no, right. documentation. Yes, because my phone company, they said they have a fraud department actually, um, yeah, and I think the phone number changing might be a good idea. I just don't want to change companies because I have a good company, and it's like a well, like Lauren's saying, you're going to run forever. You're going to keep on running. They've been turning off my, my Hulu uh, application. They've been turning off my Internet access every single day. Every day. Yeah, and you know what I do? Yeah. As soon as I call my cell phone company and say, ah, uh, here we go again, then it turns back on. So that's all I have to do. I just have rotodial to my, my, my cell service, um, customer service, and they'll get tired. They're going to get tired a little bit. Because, see, the thing is, is you get them at the juggler. Like, they cannot shut off a disabled woman's phone. And they're trying to do it. And if they do it and I catch them in a certain way, it's going to clear this whole complex out. And I hope, I hope they just, you know what, I don't hope they keep on going, but they're, they might, and they might just be that dumb. And mm -hmm. I have seen them get arrested. I have seen Pookie and all of them get arrested by whistleblower cops, tired of their bullshit, okay? okay. I've seen the feds come to my area. The FBI was sitting right across because Pookie was doing shit. That was a federal offense. So they messed with like FDIC. Are you talking about bank information they're messing with? Heather? Oh, it's, only messing? My, it's only my phone number. It's only my phone number. The phone number. That okay. I know of, yeah. 
Well, now mm-hmm. when you call I mean, the FBI, when you call the FBI about this stuff, they do have a recording now talking about the FCC, where before they did not have that. So Lauren probably is highly right that Trump is tired. Okay, and Washington D.C. had to start doing something about this crap because they never had. Well, if you're having a computer issue or you're having a phone issue, that's an FCC issue, and please make a report here. That's what you need to do. Call your local FBI. Do not talk about gang stalking. If you do, they're gonna. You know what? You know what's gonna happen, right? If you just oh, they're next door well, and they're flashing a piece of Yeah, I already paper. did that before, and yeah, I, I learned my lesson because he just basically said, "All right, ma'am, you have a nice day," and he got off the phone when I started right. talking about the uh, Right. The I already learned my lesson. I don't call the cops anymore, you know. Yeah. No, well, I mean, I got a second phone. I went and got a track phone. They're very inexpensive. If you want to try it, get you a track phone. Use the number for a little while and try to direct some other calls through your phone and see how bad the next bit is. What are you laughing at somebody Because you're hilarious. You're rude. You're rude. I'm not trying to be rude, Richard. I'm sorry. Well, you are being rude. I'm not trying to be. I apologize. Sorry. I apologize. Hello? Richard, I think she appreciates you. Yeah, I'm saying it's very nice what you're, but it's hilarious how you're saying it. You may not mean to be funny, but, you know, Mm. I hope he's not too offended. I, I think it's awesome what he's saying to you. So it's a good idea. I actually have other spare phones. It's just that um, they're Wi-Fi phones, and they keep turning off my Wi-Fi when I have to do something important. And so, um, but I, I know I could use a second phone. The track phones do cost a lot per minute. Is the only thing. But, um, but thank you for all the ideas. Customer service. That's what the cops told me to do. Calls customer service. And usually the perps don't want to be found because if you get too much proof on them, like you're on a recorded line, and do you know that because you're on an droid maybe or something like that, that if they're in your computer, in your phone, that's called footsteps. So if they're in the data, okay, mm-hmm. and you know how your cell phone can attach to your phone and look at your screen? They can actually, like, what do you call that when you put computers together? They can network with your phone, and they can watch everything that's going on on your phone if they really want to. So usually the perps disengage. They, I, I watch them on Wi-Fi, Feather. I watch them drop off as soon as I'm, like, calling somewhere that could trace them. Then they fall yeah. off. Because they don't yeah. want to be caught. Can you imagine a federal crime? They don't want that. Yeah, I think they they, they, yeah, they've, they've made me lose hours. And it's, but usually it, things go back to normal once I start involving, you know, the phone company. And I'm like, exactly. okay, can you make a special report? Yeah, and then they're like, okay, well, and then they're putting special notes in my in my file and everything. And yeah, yeah. And they go, but it just I still lose all those hours, you know. But um, but no, it's a good idea. I just I. I have to just persist. That's all. I have to persist. Just That's like they persist. Do. <laughs> That's what I do. Um, I know what it, does anybody do anything else? I'm sorry. I just I'm 
I've had 30 years of this, so I'm sorry if I have an edge of rude. I'm tired of these people, you know, five yeah, years um, later and 50 cell phones. Oh, and, oh, you thought it, oh, you thought it was funny, the fact that, that we have to get all these extra cell phones. I'm okay, what you, about, what you were talking I'm, about I'm, earlier, what you were talking about I'm, earlier about um, how they connect the phones, okay, yeah. that happened that happened to me um, about a month or, a month or two ago. Right, I found out there was some numbers. No, I can open okay. Excuse me. Excuse me. That was somebody else. It was somebody else. Sorry, sir. Anyway, yeah, I found out there was some numbers on my phone that I never authorized to put there, and they told me it was um digital numbers. So I told them um I wanted it off there because I never ordered it. Okay, I wanted those to eradicate, and they did it. Okay, but yeah, that's how they do it. I mean, that's you know they. They connect your phones with um other other um, phones, and that's how they keep uh, one of the ways they keep track of you. Call it digital line, digital lines and stuff. Like that. Sometimes you have to laugh to keep from crying and falling apart. That's all I'm saying. Thirty years of so, this. How long has everybody else installed for? Yeah, the phone thing is ridiculous because I, my family would be like, "How many phones do you have?" <laughs> Anybody that um, watches me with my whole phone thing, they're kind of amazed at the situation. But now they just like, and I know it's them, and it's provable that it's them because that is outside interference because they will be interfering with the with the Wi-Fi, you know, with tools two or three in separate internet services on multiple phones, on two or three phones and devices. So, yeah. Um, well, you know, it's not better, just I have a federal social worker, brother, so I love calling her and telling her, well, this is what's happening. Please document. I know they oh. hate that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. I noticed. Yeah, certain things stop after I went and showed a doctor the marks on my body, um, or it settled down a little bit. You know, I it could start up again. I know they're really bold and they think they can do whatever they want. So now they're doing other things to me. Um, but uh, anyway, and I don't like going to the doctors. But if I have to, I'll go down there again. And I'm careful, and I don't, you know, claim this or that. But it's these are not normal things. And so, um, yeah. There was one other little thing, too, as far as the FOIA. There's a website called Muckrock. I don't know if you all have heard of that. Um, you can file, like, four FOIA requests for, like, $20 online. I've been, chasing them down. I've been chasing them down so hard that my congressman didn't want to give me any requests, any in federal investigative forms to write any more reports against these federal agencies. Can he do that? <laughs> no. So I called Washington, D.C. I called the D.C. location. And I said, why aren't oh. they sending me? I want 10 copies. <laughs> and then finally they they wanted to give them to me. The local okay. office didn't want to. 
Oh, you mean like the government data? Government office just didn't want to give the investigative paperwork that you can say, hmm, it's Department of Homeland Security. Well, their vehicle was outside my house, and I've got pictures of it. Why are they looking at me? Why are they knocking on my door? I'm not doing anything. You can go over here and you can make, you can draw up a congressional investigation on the Department of Homeland Security. If they do something like that, that's provable that you're not doing anything wrong, that they're harassing you. Say they start a pattern of harassment. They're coming to your door every day. You can go to your congressperson or ask them, call them, ask them, I think I want an investigative, you know, inquiry form, federal investigative inquiry form. And they must mm-hmm. give it to you because you pay taxes and you pay their salaries. And they are mandated that they have to look into any, you know, an inquiry about any federal agency within the jurisdiction, which these people are operating federal agents like in our jurisdiction, Department of Homeland Security, FEMA Corps, FEMA Youth, Senior Corps, all those core things, they're all federal, federal money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not don't supposed make, to be bothering people, huh? Don't make, a, don't make a paper trail to all those offices. So somewhere along the way, they're all going to say you're crazy. No, never. You know why? No. No. You know why? Because a con- there was a congressional inquiry that was proven that they were harassing me. Two different agencies. I, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking oh, okay. to the lady. Okay. Sorry. But mm-hmm. I, did I tell her to do that without proof? If you have proof and you have witnesses, you can do that. I've been yeah, I don't through have, this, I don't have, and I've been okay. through all of it. I've done all of it that you can name, and I'm telling you, from firsthand experience and suffering as much as anybody possibly can, that you want to stay away from those people and do the best you can on your own. The whole purpose of this talk show is so that we can connect with targeted individuals and try to get the help from within. We're not getting it from without. Yes, I understand. Yes, I understand. There, well, there are two camps. It seems like um, I've, um, yeah, I've talked to some people that tell me the same thing that you know, don't call these people. They're just going to put you on more lists. They're just going to, you know, they're going to delphi you. Like they're going to just use that to strategize more against you. And so, you know, I don't know. I think I feel like. It, it sounds like like each strategy works for different people, like in different ways, you know. So, I but I also don't want to be in fear. I really um, well, don't, just don't try not be to in be fear. living in fear that if I make one phone call, something horrible is going to happen because I I don't I don't you know I'm very careful with my wording, and so there's nothing wrong. Like I've called politicians and asked that they investigate these things and saying that these things look like the picture of this or that, and that's not a false statement. So, and, you know, and I'm saying that well, I have other people well, coming me, forward. Let me, to... share, let me share a story mm-hmm. that is true. I, I went to the VA. I'm 62 years old, and I had never asked the VA. I'm a mm-hmm. veteran. Never asked the VA for anything. Hey. Of the service. And, oh, here we go with the noise. Uh, uh, yeah. 
anyway, I had documentation. I had proof. And this lady has helped me gather the proof. Can, can you hear me at all? I can Hello? hear you. I hear that you can. Yeah, you're echoing. Okay. Well, this lady kept documentation and proof of how they done me the whole time. And I went back to check on her because I quit. I learned. I quit going anywhere. I quit doing anything. So I went back to check on her, and the lady said, well, she's no longer with us. Now, the lady was in public health. The last couple of years she was there, she was labeled as lazy or contrary or troublemaker and on and on. But she'd been there 23 years without that. All of a sudden, they were on her. And she went to the bathroom and never came back. They found her dead in the bathroom. And her daughter went to clean out her desk. I happened to track her daughter down to let her know what her mom had become to be to me, what she meant to me as a person. And somewhere along the way, that daughter called my name several times over and over and said, we've been trying to figure out a way to get to you because in our mother's desk, she had all these documents. documents. Well, they broke in her house that night, tore the front door, cleaned off the front frame, and took those documents. Didn't bother another person. I did the congressman. I did the FBI, I did the law enforcement, I did the doctors, and you will probably find that your health care is going to go down the tubes and you're going to be wondering why. I'm just telling you, I'm experienced to stay away from the people as much as possible and do not create a paper trail because when the crap hits the fan, Sooner or later, they're already going to have all this paperwork on you, and somebody's going to scribble a little one or two words in there that you're nuts. And from that moment on, nothing that comes out of your mouth is, that is going to be paid by any mind, by anybody. And that's I think that's true to a certain extent, but they've already tried to do that to me, and I'm confident. Because it, because they were lying through their teeth, and I can prove it. They were saying stuff that was blatantly false on the phone while they were trying to gaslight me, and they were making stuff up on the phone. What medication are you on? Uh, uh, I didn't. I said, you, I didn't. I never even said that. Target. Well, while they were saying it to you on the phone, they were probably setting the recording on and off, and having somebody else say, uh, "Well, I take uh, math. I do a little math on the side." I'm telling you, there's no way. To win that way, the only I'm way telling you, he's right. He's right. They almost put me away. They, the, all the doctors lied. They didn't even care if they were lying in the records. I got five different records, and they say five different things. And supposedly HIPAA laws applied, and they 
sent my medical records to the asylum that I was going to be sent there. Well, then what y'all suggest that he do? What do y'all suggest that she does then? I mean, she, do she goes to the system. I guarantee you, they own the lawyers, they own the judges, they own the doctors. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not, Stay I'm away. Not. I gotta say, I gotta say, I'm not with this thing where, you know, they control everybody. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't go along with that. Okay, okay. I mean, like, like, like we were talking about earlier, or like the woman was talking about. Earlier. There's some people in the system. This, not some, but there's a lot of people in the system that don't play the game. Okay, I mean, really, this they control everything. So then, what we do? We just sit there and do nothing. No, you got um, There's a lot of cops system. being arrested across saying. the nation. There's a lot of cops. There's like four. What there were forty cases going on about five six months ago, where across the nation they were being taken down. And so this whole little yeah. thing they've been doing is not foolproof. Not foolproof, and you got yeah. the one guy. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, you got to work outside the system. Not always. No, I, not yeah, always. I don't buy that. Yeah, I think it, I think sometimes it can work, and it's good to be cautious. And I, I hear you, Kim, because I know that's where you stand on that. And um, and I hear no, the other I suggestions. Won't. So I'm. I haven't done anything. The point is, I haven't done anything. No, they didn't huh? do anything either. They they framed them. They lied about them, and then they owned the judges. It didn't yeah. matter. The doctors lied. Well, you know what? The right judges in, front of in me. my area, the judges in my area are wearing ankle bracelets. So and. <laughs> Not so, my area. So, not only that, they own the angels. treatment centers that they're sending people to. These doctors are invested in the asylums they're sending people to. It looked like I was set up for organ harvesting. They were looking at my heart. And I think the one black guy in there, Roland, I don't think, I think they released him. They promised him to go in there, that they were going to take care of him medically. They took whatever test they needed to see to check tissue type on my bed. And then they tortured that guy the whole time he was in there. And then finally he just had enough, and he said, I'm here um, voluntarily. You have to let me go. And so they let him go, and his phone was missing. They probably dumped an app on there so they could trace him, kind of like the Ray Joe thing, where all of a sudden she went out and the two guys tried to pull her in a van. That happened to a friend of mine. She was MK Ultra. A, a truck drove by, two of the doors opened, she got pulled into it and was never seen again. This stuff is real. You think you're playing with honest people. No, these are full-blown Satanists. They own But the see, I, for me, I don't care about Satanists. Fuck thank you, Satanists, thank you. Okay? I don't care about them either, high. but I'm saying... I'm with the most high... And right. I don't give in to their little boo-boo kitty, boo-boo, like, hitting these kids and this underground base and all. I, hey, yeah, it's real. But I'm not about ready to just, okay, let me lay down and die to these fools. Oh, I didn't know right, that at all. I thought the whole time I was in there. But I was the only one who made it out to tell the story. And now that's, now I'm still trying to take them down. You have no idea how many times they've tried to kill me since I left. And I'm sorry that has happened, and it is real. I'm not doubting you. I'm not doubting no, you. No, I'm saying whatsoever. some people didn't make it out. I'm saying you try to go in that system. I was the only one I know that makes it out. You get in that system, and they're going to take you out. And most I'm not people saying you're down at the there. Well, first of all, first of all, you got to, when, you, when you make moves, you've got to uh, take caution of what you're doing. Okay, oh, that's yeah, number but one. The thing is, is you've got to realize you can get a knock. Let me finish what I'm saying. 
Okay, you got to take caution of what you're saying. But, okay, naturally, you just don't sit there and just do nothing. Okay, now like the lady said, okay, if you want to go into the spiritual aspect, okay, they may have Satan behind them, okay, and we got a force behind us, okay? It's as simple as that. Either way you look at it, okay, there's two, I mean, there's two power, there's two powerhouse on, there's two powerhouse on forces that's, that's on facing each other, okay? It's as simple as that. We're not, excuse me, we're not alone. Okay, now that's the spiritual aspect. Now, as far as the system itself, okay, like like the woman said earlier, okay, and I believe he said, uh, okay, some other guy was talking about this, that, okay, everybody is not playing the game. Okay, we know the system is crooked and all that. That's what the that's what the um CI uh, program is based off of, uh, for um, uh, what's going on in the system. It reflects what goes on in the system. But system is crooked. But everybody is not playing the game. If it was, yo, we be in the camp. We all be in the sitting, sitting in the camps right now. Many okay, how come we walking around? Yeah, but many people are right now. Somebody can explain. Well, I'm honestly. not. I'm not. I'm. I'm right here in the street. I know you're not. Not at this moment. But I'm explaining how the system's working right now. If I can talk. When I was in there, anyone can make an anonymous phone call on you. And this is what I've been talking with when I was have my computer on YouTube. A lot of people who are gun owners now are now being taken. All of a sudden, somebody makes an anonymous tip. Somebody drives up in your driveway, and they take you out, and you disappear. And that's what's happening now. And the hospital that I was at, they changed the doors to be locked down at the nurse's station. It so is then let me ask you And the guy let me ask that was you this. in How there. How come we all ain't disappeared? How come we all ain't disappeared? Listen to me. Listen to me. Millions okay. of what people have disappeared. Okay, Millions. yeah, well, how come, how come all of us ain't disappeared? Uh, because right? they can't it, take it, everyone at once. That's right, because they're, 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 they're not that as powerful as you, as you make them out to be. When I was in there, one of the guys that they were taking out was part of the genocide program in Afghanistan. He was there. They were rounding up men, women, and children. They were digging trenches, and they were putting a bullet in their head, and they were just burying them. And also they're doing that in Iraq, too. When he realized what they were doing there and what he was in there for, all of a sudden he freaked out. He knew what that place was for. And he said right now, and this was over a year ago, he said there were eight fully operational camps that he knew of. Millions oh, of people processed. There's more than that. There's ten. Oh, yeah. there's ten. That, that's just say. what he knew of. That's just what he knew of, and that was over a year ago. That was before two hurricanes. I don't care. The I don't care. I don't care if there's eight hundred camps. Okay, how come we not all in there? Because they can only uh, take so uh, many people at a start? time. Yeah, yeah, and that means they're not as powerful as you make them out to be. Well, let me let me uh, say something, uh, sir. I, let I, me I say appreciate something. your your hope. I appreciate your love because I because I feel. I feel the same way. I understand Sharon's point of view. No, we can hear you, Lynette. We can hear you. Okay. To the gentleman, to the gentleman that is is saying that they're not as powerful as we're making them. I'm not, we are not making them out to be anything that they are not. These people got an unlimited budget. They got unlimited technology. They got unlimited police, army, air force, and Marines. I mean, we're, we're probably underestimating how powerful these people are. So, sir, when you ask a question like, well, why aren't we all in there? Let me tell you about this. Agenda 21, they want to annihilate six 
billion people, and they've already done it. This year alone, they've already annihilated about $4 billion. They annihilated $4 billion? Tell Kanaka yeah. Jenkins that, you know, uh, that, okay, that's well, what no you got to back that. that up? I'd like to know what you got to back that up. Okay, well, I'm trying to I think he's just trying to make a point. I think he's just trying to make a point. Yeah, that, see, I know what I you're feel, doing. I know exactly what you're doing, but go ahead. Finish your point. Go ahead. No, I'm just, I feel like you're just, you're trying to make a point to me to just, to counteract all the talk that there's nothing we can do I'm talking, with the I'm authorities. I'm stopping all the spookiness that's going on, man. This all the right, same Right, yes, thank you. Yes, I, okay. I hear you. I I appreciate it. Stop for yeah, Hold up, hold up. I'm confused. I am a T.I. That's sir. why I'm on the damn phone. Okay, then let me ask you something, sir. What? What is, what is your targeting? Like, is it only just, are they coming to sing Kumbaya to you or what? Because what, uh, they've already bashed my face open twice, so I don't think they're just playing around. And they, I'm under constant surveillance and uh, linguistics fucking torture. Um, and now my perp that busted, hired some people to bust my face open reached out to me today so he could get a fucking a location on me. Okay, so, so I don't know, like, this. what kind of program you're doing. Well, let me right. ask you this. Since you laid all that out to me, okay, if they out to um, annihilate um, 6 billion people, how come you still alive? We are in a slow kill, no-touch torture program. Do you know what that is? Why is it slow kill? Because they're, they're, they're implicating their weapons, and they're also um, through... Um, Eye contact surveillance. Uh, Eye contact confirming. Surveillance. Hold on, hold on. Confirming whether their weapons are working or not. This is no longer a an experiment. This is this is application of these weapons. No less than a kill program. No less. Okay, I look. Let me ask, to make let me, it out. Let, let, let me ask one one more question, right? I mean, well, it's going to be. I want to make. I want to make one particular question, but going to be several questions ahead of it. Okay. You've been, a, you've been in a house or apartment before, right? Am I wrong? Sure. Okay. You ever, seen a, you ever seen a roach fall across the floor? Did I ever see what? Did you ever see a roach, a bug fall across the floor? Sure. Okay. Now, if you want to kill that roach, what do you have to do? You have to set up a whole apparatus, uh, sneak up on it, and do this and do that, or do you just walk up on it and just switch it? If they was all that powerful, I'll ask again: What the hell are we still doing here? They slow. What if they, I don't know. Okay, so just what if they just wanted I mean, to torture? What if they just wanted to torture and not kill? That's bullshit. No, no, it's no, 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 they just want to torture him for three or four or five years or 20 years. They're not going to walk up to him and squish him. But well, look, I like look, the look, idea. That's, that's I like not the what idea. you said before. Well, that's like not what you idea. said before. 
that you don't think everybody's playing the game, and I hope you're right. Uh-huh. But somewhere but along the way, aspect. somewhere along the way, you're gonna you're gonna find out, and we're all gonna find out that they're either a perp or a target, and that's the end of the game, right there, buddy. Hey, well, um, one, that of the, we aren't one of the whistleblowers claims that none of us are CIs. We're all fucking perps being recruited, which I Eight can totally relate to that, how I'm feeling today, because, like I said, I don't see one reason why I shouldn't fucking go fucking murk my perp. There's another aspect oh. of this, why not all of us have been killed yet. we got Planet X coming, and they want everything in the storehouses underground as much as possible. And so if they think the end of the world is tomorrow, is everybody going to pay their bills off and go to work and keep the system going? They want to slowly... I don't know. See, that off. end of the world bullshit, it ain't no end of it's the world. The it's end the, of the end world. of the world as we know it. It's like, it's not no end of the world. It's just going to be the end of a fucking democracy and the, and the end of that and the ushering in of the new world order. It's not no fucking end of the world like people fucking think. And you think uh, that, uh, you think you think the uh, um the ushering in of the new world order is that easy? It's up, they're already in. done it. What do you mean? What it's you already, mean they done. already like, done. Like wake up! They got FEMA camps. FEMA is the new government. So then, how come, government. so then how come we ain't in the camps? People are being rounded. Wake it up! No, no, I'm up. not in there. I'm not in there. Are you in there? Okay, so not you yet. look not what? yet, dude. I mean, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Okay, look. Look, I'll tell you what. Okay, I'll end this right now. Okay, y'all all be happy. Okay, y'all all be fine. Okay, y'all go hide in the closet, under the table, or whatever. I'm still going to make Here we go with the dumbass advice. Okay, so what? if you don't okay. think that you're in a kill program, that's good. That's good. I'm what? glad you have a positive attitude. I don't attitude. think I'm in a kill program. But I guess I've I done too much research. I know where I'm at. But I'm not hiding under no damn table saying there ain't nothing no, I can do. I'm not hiding under a table either. That's exactly what you just said. No, that's no exactly I didn't, what I didn't say nothing about hiding under a fucking table. That's your word. None of us said that. That's exactly what you're just saying. No, we're not. No, I'm saying that you think that they don't have any fucking power, but I'm telling you I all never the said that. I never said that. I just said they're not as powerful as you think they are, or you make them out to be. Yes. You, I, you I, I don't make them out to be nothing. I mean... Yes. You let's get some clarity. Okay, everybody, we're just getting a little too heightened about it. Um, if they're all that powerful, my question always is, why a little old us or individually are they coming in stealing medical records or evidence that they normally get from their lower end perps? Uh, if they have it all in the bag, uh, they do go behind us to make sure to look out at what we're doing. Um, and finally, I feel, again, just by what they show us or what we read on the Internet is fine, but... Our quest is always to go deeper. We already know about MKUltra. We're MKUltra'd out. But let's find the real programs, Project Moonstruck, where it really reads about voice-to-skull technology. Uh, hopefully in the fall, if God willing, I can uh, relocate. Be with